This book has bad words. Hey guys, today's podcast is brought to you by the Comedy Lounge. The Comedy Lounge in Perth is one of Australia's biggest and best stand-up comedy venues. It hosts some of the best international, interstate and local stand-up comedian talent uh, going around and it's just a great night for everyone involved. Um, Definitely recommend you heading down there. They're opening their doors again um, this week, I believe. So um, yeah, just call up and uh, book a table and enjoy the night. Tonight we had on Jason Wood. It was a fucking phenomenal podcast. We talk a lot about Black Lives Matter and uh, the topic um, at hand with that. We also touched on uh, motivation and and stand-up comedy in general. It was just one of those fucking awesome conversations. It goes for a long time. It's about it's nearly three hours, but it is absolutely worth it. So enjoy this episode. Fake news. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. The fake news, the enemy of the people. That I call the fake news, the enemy of the people. The fake news. Lads, welcome to the show. Jason Wood, welcome to the podcast. What up, what up? Thank you. How are we? Good man, fantastic. Well, heavy. Yeah, no, okay. Well, yeah, just okay. <laughs> Fucking heavy yeah. week. Heavy yeah. week. Heavy An week. Understatement of the year. <laughs> uh, heavy year, actually. But mm. yeah, uh, this week I has amplified. been a heavy year. Oh. This week has been a heavy year. Yeah. <laughs> Last year was a heavy year for me. Then I lost fourteen kilo. Mm. And uh, now yeah. it's uh, all right. Just subtle plug. Yeah. Just ripped. Uh, quite yeah. Ladies, it's thanks. Torso. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like big week, big things going on. Uh, you've been particularly vocal about the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. situation. Um, and do you know what? I really, uh, I just want to get straight into a bit of that sort I guess of stuff. We're starting deep. Mm. We're starting deep. <laughs> we'll go into it. We'll go. We'll yeah. go into. Uh, Can't even say your, keeping things light because it's, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, offensive. it's offensive. So. We'll go. <laughs> so. Um, so um, obviously, it's been big, and let's let's start with the all lives matter argument. Oh. I don't know if you've seen my tweet that I shared. To the, uh, you know, like, oh, you're on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. oh, did I have to follow you, mate? I'm fucking. Gotta make two. <laughs> you as well? No, uh, two people following him. Oh. <laughs> I, I, and I think he's probably not far off. Yeah. As well. right. Do you know what? Actually, my first ever tweet. No shit. Uh, retweeted by Joe Rogan 10 minutes later had yeah, like 250,000 views. I'm going <laughs> to do, like, do you one better on that. I think I know this. I got retweeted by Kevin Hart to 25.5 million. That's On your very first tweet ever? No, nah, it was oh. just my very first tweet to anybody that mattered on Twitter. Yeah, well, that's fucking <laughs> yeah. incredible. So, mate, that's fucking awesome. And Kevin Hart. That's oh, don't worry about my first tweet, boys. Oh, sorry. What you was just your first, my first on Twitter. Well, I am. Oh, you are, right. Yeah, okay. but I don't use it. My very first tweet ever got read out by The Bounce. On the couch, oh, really? <laughs> Andrew right. Gaze. I so told him he had skinny so arms and couldn't bench press. <laughs> so we've all got little, <laughs> yeah. We've all got little claims to fame. Yeah, oh, oh, right. good. Yeah, that's fucking sick. I mean, um, at least you tweeted the truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, "Oh, Delby reckons Gaze he can't do a uh, bench press." And yeah, then, yeah. And he was right. <laughs> and he retweeted it to no one, but Kevin hey, Hart twenty five mil. But oh, we yeah. we need this. We need a little drink at yeah. the moment. Yes, definitely. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cheers, lads. Cheer. I can't clink cheers you, but there. yeah, all good. Yeah. Imaginary. Yeah. yeah. yeah clink. Um, a socially oh, distant. That's the cheers. worst sound for people with misophonia. ASMR, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> misophonia. What is that word? Is that that ASMR when, stuff? Uh, no, that's a little different. Misophonia is when 
it, you get triggered by people chewing with their mouth or like I've their got mouth that. sound. I, I think, then have I that. Think, yeah, have my brother has that. that. I'll, I'll sit down and eat dinner and he'll be like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I'm like, what, man? Because you have to eat there. I'm like, how else do you want me to eat, man? Like, you want me to eat like a duck, like Homer, you know? Oh, mate, he I, has a go at me. I, I think I've maybe got I'm it. Not, I'm maybe not that bad. I'm not in that oh. I just, I just can't stand the sound of hearing people chew with their mouth open. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you've got it closed and sometimes you can hear the chewing noise, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. But yeah. if you're just like slapping your lips together while you're chewing food, nah, yeah. miss me with that one. Dude. Oh, classic. It's so funny because if you want to piss him off, you just go... <laughs> but, but, but you don't acknowledge that's what you're doing so you sit down and then he'll he look at you and go what the fuck wait for him to snap Bro, one, of, one of my favourite bomb. sounds is the oh yeah oh that's, that's a good noise I just like that noise yeah. and it also sounds a little bit like a, a golf ball going in the I was it does. literally oh. just about to say that oh, maybe yeah. that's why I enjoy it because oh, I yeah. like actually being able to putt actually, the ball yeah, in the you hole. guys are golfers yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah hey if you're doing anything tomorrow we've got a third, fourth spot so oh yeah where 10 Marangaroo. Doesn't matter where. Mate. I don't know why I asked. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been Emerson. Down at the and cricket like, club. Yeah. <laughs> Just at Mate, the park. If you can, we've got a fourth. Dude, so. I will let you know in about half an hour whether I'm actually granted my day off tomorrow. Oh. And and I'll, if I'm if I'm off, I'm in. How Perfect. funny is that? Like you are hell into golf and your name's Jason Wood. Yeah, dude, hence the <laughs> nickname Tiger. <laughs> yeah, That's literally yeah. where's the red? Yeah. Red, I have the red shirt. You look like yep. you're playing as Tiger when I see your swings, I see mm. everything. It's just flawless. Dude, Love if it. the score matched, it'd be even better. <laughs> and if I had the bank account, that'd be twice just as that good. sweet right. sound of the... Of, of him yeah. fucking foot. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say of him driving into the barricade that he did with his car. No, I love it. <laughs> oh, is that what he did? Yeah, that's what he, oh, he was geez. like under the influence and that's why he got pinged. And then that's where the ah, whole... Pinged good golf pun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic. That's, that's where he got the whole... That whole um, Sex addict thing came out. He had to go to rehab. Yeah, he cheated on his wife. It's funny how when you get caught, you're a sex addict. Yeah, <laughs> well, not before. Yeah. No, no, no. Now before that it's you just negative. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sorry, I'm a sex addict. Um, uh, you're a virgin, Jesus. <laughs> who? Uh, just random. Who is your, is he's your favorite golfer? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No one's ever even come close to the effect that he had yeah. in terms of my enjoyment of watching the game. Yeah. No one ever else. Fa- or now the fun if, involved. Yeah, there's no excitement with anybody else. Uh, happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he did well. Since then, it's definitely got to be like obviously anytime Tiger plays, I'll put mm. my money on him just because it's Tiger. Yeah. Uh, but Rory McIlroy or Dustin Johnson are my other two favourites. I love the announcers yeah. where the, I was watching because I hate golf, but I had a bet on it, so I was watching it. <laughs> and the announcers always like. <laughs> Rory McIlroy, <laughs> Rory McIlroy. I like, I like Ricky Fowler. A gangster, little I'm a Ricky. I hate Ricky Fowler. Do Bauer. you? Oh, Dude. I, I like. Do you know what? I like the youth, and I like the that sort of injection that he's bringing into it. Yeah, that. but that's Rory, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, nah, that's true. And but uh, and he's better. <laughs> he's de- they're definitely. He's definitely not as good as. I don't some like. Of those I don't like. And we've Ricky's just lost style. half of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Ricky Fowler's style. Golf. I don't like his moustache. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Ricky, Ricky Bobby's better. Ricky. Yeah, true. If you ain't fair on Ricky's, you're latest. <laughs> so, Black Lives we Matter. We way off subject, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's let's just start with the All Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And I, I've written and I have my opinion. Yes, fucking All Lives Matter. I get that. Yes, that's not what we're debating here. I'm very glad you followed that up because I thought you were going to stop it. Yes, I have my opinion. <laughs> All Lives Matter. And I was like, cool. Well, that's me on the podcast, done. Yeah, uh-huh. well, but I'll see you guys later. And, and people are using that as their argument, but that's mm. not what we're addressing at the moment. That's not yeah. what's on the table. If all lives matter, and Wolfie put a sick fucking tweet out, you know, oh, he has been on fire. If at all the lives moment. matter, Black Lives Matter wouldn't be wouldn't a thing. Wouldn't be a fucking cunt. movement. Yeah. Yes, 
exactly. Yeah. So, what, what, where's where's your head? What, what's um, what's your sort of uh, thoughts on what's? There's happening? no black dude that's posted all lives matter as well. It's no, there is not a, a single person of color that has posted all lives dude. matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you can show me that person, then they have grown up uneducated as well. I was going to say, I feel like it's just an uneducated thing because I think in their head they're just like, yeah, well, <laughs> and that's what the thought is. Yep. And then they're trying to be like, yeah, both ways. But they don't realize this isn't about that at Correct. this point in time. At this point in time. Yeah, yes. it's like, don't take away. And hasn't been. Has it drive. ever been an I issue? Was, I was just about to say for the last 500 yes. years, it hasn't yeah. been the thing. Yeah. Hasn't it hasn't been, been the issue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If like you, that, if you can show me outside of the Jews, if you can show me a group of white people as a culture or a race that have been vilified and, you know, downtrodden on, Hmm. But that was white on white people. So that was a Hitler agenda. <laughs> That's something completely different. But if you can show me a culture of white people who has been taken over and downtrodden and treated like people of color, Africans, pretty much any ethnicity, hmm. then I will maybe listen to your entire conversation. But until then, anybody who has responded, and I've had multiple people comment on my statuses, this is on flaw- my posts. It floors me. that The only DMs, one that I would think of that comes to mind at all, and you're South African, was, would be the Rhodesia and the farmers there. They weren't, that, but, but that is now uh, something that has happened because the land that they stole from was stolen from black people, and, they stole and now back. they're being stolen back and they're <laughs> complaining that they're yeah. the victims. Yes. So yeah. any white culture or race, I don't want to say any white person because then people are going to come back with, oh, well, I've grown up poor or I've grown up... So, yeah, cool, but that's not because of the colour of your skin. Yeah. You may have grown up in a difficult time because of the the society that you're in or the suburb or the fact that your parents were born into poverty or something like that. But no one ever arguing that Black Lives Matter is complaining that we grew up poor. We yeah. are complaining that we are systemically judged and prejudiced against because of the colour of our skin. Mm. So like my incident yesterday where I am just working out in my garage, listening to, ironically enough, a Black Lives Matter playlist that Spotify put together, not even me. Yeah. And it was it just happened to be the song This Is America by Childish Gambino, which has one of the most powerful video clips oh. I've seen in a while. Yeah. This guy just decides to walk past halfway through my bench press and he goes, why don't you just cut that black shit off? Mm. And I, I went into shock. Yeah. I didn't even have the, I guess, the mindset to go into an aggressive, violent response. I was so blown away that in this environment, in this day and age, that somebody could just consciously say that to somebody. Did he have a mullet? No. (laughs) Fuck. white dude, normal type of haircut. It's not the stereotypical, you know, redneck that you see doing it. And I haven't seen any, I'll say loosely, bogans, any of my bogan mates. Yeah. I've not seen any of them go, yeah, but all lives matter, Jace. None of them have said, I mean, there's a lot of... they don't know how to work the internet yet. (laughs) (laughs) What's this hashtag stuff? (laughs) Yeah, there's been the people that have decided to rear their ugly mindsets and their ugly personalities are people who I thought I respected. Mm. They're people who I... Unfor- no, not, not unfortunately, it's hard to kind of express it, but the people who I still thought were my mates, and they'll still look at me as a mate. Mm. I just now look at them very differently because of the mindset that they have, and I'm wondering if they are cool with me because I'm their friend, but still don't like black people or still have an issue with that sort of shit. What's the, uh, what would be the, st- is there a stereotype of this kind of person Do they, or is it like a... a um, an upbringing, a wealth base? Is it a education? Is it a these people that you're saying that you didn't expect to hear it from is there any kind of running theme except for the fact they're white 
Or is it like, no, is it rich that's white the people? Thing. No, it it's, 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 if anything. Uneducated, in, dumb. Yeah. Bit, like, if anything, it's, it's got nothing to do with wealth as a monetary thing. I think it, because it comes across on all aspects of life. I've seen very wealthy people mm. in, in my group of friends or people I know by association have this bubble that they've grown up in where they are so shocked. Their response to my story yesterday was so much shock that they're like, I can't believe this is actually happening in Australia. Yeah. And my response is, well, it's something I've actually just had to get to use. I've had to get used to my entire life. Mm. I've been dealing with it since I can remember. And yesterday just happened to be the, the straw that broke the camel's back. But they are so shocked that people can have that mindset of being openly racist. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, you've just not had to deal with it in your bubble, mm. in your precious little white privilege bubble. They're not saying, they're not the people who are yelling out all lives matter. They're actually the people who have been messaging me saying, Jason, I'm so sorry this happened to you. I can't believe it's happening. What is wrong with people? So their uneducation is in terms of, I might actually be their only black friend yeah. or or they might not have enough people of color in their lives that they know that this is something that happens regularly enough. So they haven't educated them on that side of things. Then I've got other people saying, yeah, but I grew up, I've been called a white dog and I grew up <sighs> poor and blah, blah, blah. And it's like you, the fact that you're actually making it about you and yeah, being offended yeah. about me saying black lives matter mm. means you are just as ignorant and uneducated as somebody who doesn't actually know what's happening. And I guess that, side of the racism is even just the tip of the iceberg because the bigger movement right is the police brutality and the systemic racism yeah against black people yeah it's against more black people yeah just you hear the stories of um even yesterday i just saw today that um a shop owner was arrested for reporting on deluding because i, was I black. saw that video on twitter and they arrested the cops came to help the shop owner and, and the black person and arrested and them arrested the shop and owner. it just like does nothing but also on Even, top of that, if I play devil's advocate, that's what um, we saw the story as. It could be a completely fake story, and someone has just told us that the well, see, I, shop I, owner. I saw that you know. on Twitter, and I saw the follow-up videos yeah. of it. And they, and I, as far as I know, I didn't see a video of it happening. But as far as I know, somebody tweeted that they ended up letting the shop owners go once they found out they were the shop owners. Yeah. But the fact that they were arrested on that prejudice, yes. to me, is like, come that's on, dude. The, that's the you're coming in with the wrong mindset. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole thing. <clears throat> And then I will. I'm gonna. I might play because you got. Uh, I might play devil's advocate for the thing. Yeah, cool. For the podcast. Yep. Um, the one thing uh, that people could argue is that you don't see what happens in the build up to whatever clip you're fed on social media. Mm. So there's no argument Context. against police brutality. Um, people assuming that color, uh, you're guilty before just because of your um, color of your skin, but then if you're taking all of your facts from just social media which no one should do mm. but that's mm -hmm. where good movements and stuff start yep. you're always shown the end part you're never shown the build up to mm. what led to that and obviously nobody deserves to fucking be killed at the hand of a cop nah. right but you you might only see that end part and that is what you could argue against like people getting upset for all these white guys who are like yeah but you didn't see what happened before it which, yes, that might be a side argument, but the true argument is what you guys mentioned then. Well, the true argument is the end result. Yeah. I don't care what happened to George Floyd before he got murdered by that cop. Yes, yeah, so I should never We know happen. what happened. He paid with something with a fake $20 bill. Yeah. Well. And he ended up with a knee on his neck for eight minutes and he died. Mm. I don't care what you say about the same white guy 
who paid for something with a $20 counterfeit bill. He, yeah. he tweeted it. The white guy tweeted it. He's like, me and George Floyd or George Floyd both were arrested the for the use of a counterfeit $20 bill and I got a slap on the wrist. And he got a knee to the neck and died. Yeah. Like, you tell me if that's not judged with prejudice yeah. and racism. And then the same goes for the Aboriginal kid yesterday. Mm. Seven, I think he's 17 years old. Slap. He yelled at a cop and told him he would break his jaw. Mm. The cop then beat him to the ground, kicked him in the chest and punched him. Mm. Now, in the cop's response was, I had a bad day. In some <laughs> jobs, you are not Jeez, allowed to have a bad day. Yeah. No. Like, you are trained not to have a bad day. If anything... Being a cop, as much as it sucks, that comes with the territory. Yeah. Fuck being a cop, man. It's yeah, like I would, would not do it. You could not so pay tough. me enough. You could yeah. not pay me enough. Oh, 100%. This is not a thing against all cops. Is obviously Not at all. And, and again, the fact that you have to specify that yeah. means yeah. there's a problem in yeah. people's understanding of the issue. Exactly. So, like, my... my Not even a defense. It's, I don't have to defend anything. If anything, I also don't have to educate people, but sometimes I feel the need to because the less ignorant people in the world there are, the better. Well, and that's the thing. This... This podcast in originally wasn't going to be that, but it's mm. worked out well. That it just so happens this, that that happened yesterday. This yeah. week has it's happened in the whole everything's it's come together. The whole context, and yeah. if we can use our platform to help educate, yeah, spread a message, um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be valuable to some people who maybe can it can change their mindset. Yep, um, and, and I, I think we we just spoke about it before the podcast. I'm seeing a lot more positive change than i mm. used to see yeah it still doesn't mean it's fixed it still doesn't mean we're all on the right track but i'm seeing so much more empathy understanding and people at least trying to be educated at, yeah at least an attempt and that and to be honest like there's there's been a, a bunch of people that well, I say a bunch of people. I should probably be more specific for the sake of the conversation. Uh, but there's Jeff been a Smith lot more. of seven. <laughs> there's, there's been a lot more white people actually posting and voicing to support the Black Lives Matter stuff. The amount of people I'm seeing on Instagram sharing the stories, mm -hmm. sharing posts from other things. If you're not educated, share a well-educated post. If you can't explain your own personal opinion on something, if you're trying to support it, because you're fearful that it's going to come out ignorant or it's going to come out racist or it's going to come out in the wrong way, find a way to do it that it comes out not so uneducated or ignorant. Mm. Like share somebody else's post that voices your feelings towards it. Yeah. I had a, I had a girlfriend who lives in Sydney or she's in Melbourne make a massive comment yes, or make a status yesterday saying, um, you know, if, if everybody who tries to post something for the first time is met with, um, you know, judgment and aggression – then it makes us shy away from wanting to post. And I told her, I was like, well, maybe if you posted something that doesn't involve being ignorant and under education, mm. then people wouldn't actually come down on you for it. And she was just like, yeah, but, the but thing is, how if do someone's you learn? uneducated like that, how do they like what you just said? Google, how man. Do, mm. Google. Yeah, but how they know that YouTube. they're Googling the right thing? Yeah. Go, go to YouTube. Look up Malcolm X. Look up... You know, all of the people who have been beaten over history, I'm sure right and now this, on YouTube, there's a billion videos on well, it. Well, this stems, like there's multiple, uh, I guess, examples we can use. Like the war on drugs, for example, is just a perfect example of how the original war on drugs stemmed from an attack to try and seg not segregate, to, yeah. to try and get black people into prison more mm. commonly. Um, oh, they succeeded with that though, didn't they? 100%. And look, and I can see through the decriminalization of marijuana... Um, I can see uh, a few little things, positive steps in the right direction. Um, I can see that, but yeah. I don't necessarily think we've, we're 
on the right track yet, but I can certainly see that we're making I, steps. I in the feel right like the majority is on the right track. I just feel like they haven't taken a massive step yet, mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of that comes from being uneducated and not know where to look. But to me, and I, I don't know if it's because it's I've had to deal with it growing up, or I am a black person or a person of color, whatever you want to call it. It's it's so easy for me to explain where I'm coming from because I've had to deal with it. It's not easy for a white person to try and explain where they're trying to <coughs> understand from because they literally have no idea. They've never dealt with it in their life. Mm. For some white friends I know, this is the first they've ever had to actually admit that there's something wrong. Mm. Like even even John came over today and we had a great chat, John Pinder, mm. and he sat there and admitted to me that he has been ignorant and this has actually forced him to look at himself and go shit, all right, it's actually not enough to not be racist. You have to be anti-racist. Mm. And and for me, like I even made it's a like post. like a racist racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> racist well, against racist. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I I made a post today saying, um, actually, I, I don't want to misquote it, so I'll, I'll bring it up because it's on my story. Mm. So I made a post today on my Instagram and it basically, oh, it said, love black people like you love black culture. Yeah, you can't say we we love hip hop. Yeah, Yeah, like you can't (laughs) tell me that a person in this day and age hasn't enjoyed something. Doesn't matter what genre of music they listen to, whether it's hip hop or not, Mm. that hasn't been influenced by black people and black culture. They always do it best. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They always do it best. But yet, but yet, you have people who will listen to that sort of stuff and enjoy black people movies. You know, when we were younger, we dressed like black people, the baggy pants, all that sort of stuff. And then those, and then those people are still racist towards black people. Yeah, because it's a person, it's not a culture. It doesn't make you look cool. Um, and to that, I just commented on that. I was like, to my, in brackets, very few people, silent or reposting only one picture, I see you. I'm not going to treat you different, but I just see you different. Mm. So there's one thing that's like in, in comment to the, it's not enough to just not be racist. You actually have to be anti-racist if you think there's an issue. Now, mm. what is, now what's your opinion on posting on social media? What does it do, man? Yeah. I know it shows awareness. <clears throat> it, it's either going to bring out your bigotness. It's either going to bring out your intention. It's going to make you look stupid. It's going to make you look smart. It's going to endear you. Using social media to post a picture, mm. is that a step towards fixing it? Because how are you going to fi- how do you fix it? Well, I see. What's the I see what's the answer? Are influenced so heavily by what someone can post mm. on. Instagram, yeah. on Facebook, on fucking anything. Yeah. Okay. And this can be any, any yeah. topic, but they are so influenced by what someone says. And if it resonates, I think it can go to, if you're changing that one person's mind or yeah. one person's mindset, that's... How do you change the cops? Well, oh, dude, that has to be from the top <clears throat> down. Because that's that has where it to be, stops, right? That has to be, I mean, like uh, at some point I'll, I'll touch on Australia because it's not as of a violent response that the cops have, mm. but it's still terrible. Mm. But if you look at America, I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was last year or the year before. No, no, actually it was 2017 um, when Donald Trump made a speech on live television to police saying, when you put them in the car, don't be gentle. <laughs> like use excessive force. If you have the president of the United States of America telling his entire country of police force, you have my all clear to basically treat them like animals. Mm. Who was what, he speaking what about? You, black what people, you, criminals? Or he was speaking about black anyone? people, but he keeps saying criminals because to say black people, yeah. he would actually get shot. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't tell me that that hasn't influenced the mindset of people who are already prejudiced and racist against black people of colour. However, it's, it's happened before Trump was in 
Oh, shit, him. yeah, it has. So but, it's like, but to have the president encouraging it yeah. is what makes it worse. So to say, what do you do to change it? Because it, it was still happening with um, Obama in. So it's just like, not, but just not as bad because yeah. those people then were going off their own agenda. They weren't saying, "Well, my president said it's okay, so now I'm going to make it even worse." His policies, but all like, like his, my president said, the, it was "Yeah, well, that were, if anything, they were saying he's not my president. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go against that even more." So, if anything, it might have made it worse because they were doing it out of spite, yeah. as opposed to they were doing it because they were allowed to. Yeah. And does this? I'm uneducated on the, on this part. Is this? Um, happening more prevalently in certain states of America or is it systemic across all of America? Because you would think that, you would, you know, in black areas, you're going to have black police officers. Well, is no, you, would, you would think. Yeah, you, would, you think. would think, but you would also, I would have to assume that growing up in, let's say the highest uh, crime rate capital in America, Chicago, mm. you would have to think that it is less encouraged. Stealing all those premierships, those <laughs> championships. <laughs> you would have to think that there is less motivation for a black man to become a policeman in 100%. that state yeah, then there would for a black guy to become a policeman in let's say somewhere like utah where i've yeah. never really seen that i've never seen it advertised that that's a problem state for for black crime problem yeah. for mormons yeah but, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> so you know and then again there would be even less if i'm looking at it from a personal perspective there would be less encouragement for me to want to become a policeman in a state like texas mm. whereas an open carry policy those white people can walk around with an ak on their chest and it's not against the law like you can't say put that gun away yeah and what's to stop that person from cocking that gun and shooting you square in the chest mm. so it's just i mean as a as a black man i there's nothing that is ever going to motivate me to want to become a cop. Mm. <laughs> no chance in hell. Because then... Hey, you could make a difference, man. Well, you could, but then you're also fighting the systemic prejudice and, and racism that is telling you across the board. Yeah. And then not only do you lose that if you're probably looked down to as other policemen, but then you become the enemy to the people of colour who aren't policemen because they'll look at you and go, well, you're a fucking sellout. Well, look at the, the prosecutors for... Uh, if, it escapes me which state it was or city it was, but there was a heap of looters that were arrested. Like these are rioters, mm. looters, um, people going nuts. Not the pr- not the protesters, the peaceful protesters. The actual uh, bad. They things. were arrested. They were dealt with, taken to the prosecutor, and the prosecutor said, "No, nah, mm. off you go." Yeah. So there, there's something. It's like some of these people are wanting these bad people out there to tarnish the name of. Of the riot. It's the, the broad the brush, you know, protest, one, p- oh, one bad you, seed. Have you seen the videos on Twitter? Oh, mate, some of them are ridiculous. Like the and cops put, who are actually setting up the bricks, the bricks or going in undercover and loot and bashing so stuff look, up and so like stuff Ant- so people get Antifa in trouble. Antifa is not the only group. Antifa is like one No, they're group. just the big one. Yeah, they're the big one. But yeah. they're a group that goes in and escalates a, a, a beforehand peaceful protest. Everything's mm. going fine. And they'll go in and there's that... Uh, one in Minneapolis, I think he yep. is, and he goes in and he just smashes the autobahn or oh, auto zone. Past. Oh, the dude yeah. with the umbrella? Yeah, and yeah, who's the undercover cop got added by his ex-wife. Just fucks wow. off. Yep, exactly. And then just left. Wow. And just fucked because off. He, so because he knew the people, like at least the black people who were protesting, would get blamed for that. Yes, and not only that, well, you know, once it, it's it's one of these things, like once it starts going, you, you, you can't, can't stop, stop it. it. So yep. it's it's not a like, people can go out, it's already in a tense environment. Oh, and then yeah. if people are starting it's to get arrested like because of this and that and stuff they haven't done, which we've seen yeah. so often, like those uh, those owners of the liquor store are a yeah. perfect example. Yep. Then people start going, no, don't fucking arrest them. And then they start firing up and it just it yep. just escalates. And violence they're begets not, violence, unfortunately. They're not idiots. They're, they know how to turn a situation 
Oh, dude, they have that. And, and the media as well oh. can flip an agenda like nobody's business. CNN, M- MSNBC, all the initials. Do you know yep. ABC? <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah, know who's surprisingly yep. all the way to has been one of the best? Uh, Trump. I won't say. I won't say <laughs> flawless, but what they've actually been reporting on has been quite. Transparent ESPN yeah. 30 for 30 Fox News, Fox of News, all, yeah, of all yeah. of the uh, of all of the, the I guess the um, Shit the news, news. The, big, <laughs> the big name ones, the big name yeah. ones, they're the one who is actually just and and they were doing this uh for the last two or three months actually through the whole pandemic mm. and they were pointing out the, the obvious things that people were looking past and. I just but you know what's funny? That you know who's not, you know not going to lie? HBO. <laughs> they're going to tell, tell you exactly <laughs> what's going on. MSNBC bro. and... The bait on Russ. Shit. That's a news station you got to uh, trust. We haven't seen it yet. Start on news yeah. channel. <laughs> we haven't seen it yet. Um, I haven't seen it yet um, physically yet with MSNBC, for example. But we've seen in the pandemic them using... Uh, vision of an Italian hospital overrun and having some issues. Well, it was and then it was saying it was New York City. Yeah. Fuck Twice. Yes, I saw people call that out. They showed the two images. Twice. Yep. It was the same vision and they were saying this is New York. That's and then people true. were going into the New York thinking, no, it's not yeah, overrun. It like, there's, and nobody there's no one there. here. Like, and so... Rega- so <sighs> regardless of the COVID situation, this is like a, a news company just... Using vision, pushing their footage agenda, and it all comes down to who they're sponsored by. It's whoever gives them the money they're going to push their that. agenda. Exactly. So, since the riots have started, is there no COVID in America? That's what makes. Mate, I, no actually, sp- I actually saw a post about that today. Like one of the, it was it was an African American dude posting, um, and his status. He was out there doing the protests and stuff like that. He was one of the silent protesters, but he made a big status saying. Like when you go out there, still go out with your face masks and stuff like mm. that. Like COVID isn't necessarily over; it's just distracted. Yeah. yeah. So people are forgetting to do it. But at the end of the day, man, if you're seeing like tens of thousands of people in yeah. protest, it doesn't matter if you got a face mask on at all. Often you see. Yeah. Um, it, you're gonna get something if it's still out there. But if it's that's the whole if thing. If it's out there, if it's there, yeah. man. Well, that's and the we're thing. seeing that surely you'd have a massive spike in deaths and cases with the amount we're of right. But funnily enough, no one's getting admitted to hospital. So mm. we're seeing that. Also, no one's getting tested. Why is that suddenly all of a sudden stopped? So we see that because um, the economy we've made some money. Well, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, well, that, you look at. I saw another post on Twitter. Again, that's where I'm getting more of my videos Twitter and information is, from. Twitter is to be insane. The least censored. Well, there's zero filter on it. Yeah, exactly. Hang on, um, didn't they just censor Trump? <laughs> yeah, no, no, they left his tweet up, but they gave you a subtext saying that we think that this is against. Ah, that's what mm, they should. It's do. encouraging so violence yeah, and stuff. So they don't but censor it. In they, that way, there was a guy who made his own account and literally like. Word for word, copy and pasted and tweeted what Trump was tweeting, and he got his account banned. Ah, kidding. So <laughs> you're the only reason they're keeping it up is because it's the president, president and president. there's actually a law that it is illegal to delete what he publishes. Really? So who, that's who why made that law? Trump? <laughs> oh, probably. Probably. <laughs> the, the I think is, it's actually a record for presidents, though, across all of America, yeah, right. Like, which is why if you wanted to, you could go back and find any tweet that Barack Obama ever made or mm. George Bush, if, if he ever tweeted, if he knew he how to spell. He doesn't know how to turn a computer on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't know how to spell. Um, but yeah, so there was, a, there was a thing on Twitter that I saw this morning. Mm. Um, the, I think it was a, a centre in LA. There was a stadium in LA that, within two days was turned into a military base. Mm. But it took them three weeks to turn the same stadium into a testing centre for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me what's bringing them more money and what agenda they're trying to push there. Yeah. If there's you can mobilise <coughs> a military base in two days, shit. There's, there's definitely some 
different agendas going on, I think. And it, agenda. it escapes me mm. what the actual agendas are, but I know there's some definite... Look, I got to say is don't, agendas. don't assume they're agendas. What I'm seeing, uh, regardless, is just this, almost like this awakening of people starting to at least question things. Mm. Which not, is which is a good step in the right direction, They're not blindly to be believing what they see in the news, which I'm hugely against. I don't know if you ever see. I'm very vocally against the mainstream media. Mm. Um, uh, I just think that is a positive step. Um, people are starting to realise that you can't tell someone the truth nah. because they don't want to be told. They they The ego in them doesn't want to learn, doesn't want to um, be or told. Or the pride. Yeah, the pride that they didn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. You, you almost have to give them breadcrumbs. Yeah. Let them figure it out and then think they've yep. got on. And I've, I've found that now, uh, if I ever post something, I almost post riddles. I just post something to just go. Uh, we call that being drunk. Yeah, so I, I post something and then I let someone else do the research. Yeah, um, and that's sounds, sounds a lot like Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, mind, can inj- we can inject this that's tweet some, yeah. somehow. We can great get this mind think alike. It's just gibberish. It's <laughs> just look, mate. Like, part of him for me is obviously entertainment. His him as a as a leader and what he should be representing is very poor. Oh. I understand a lot of the things that he's done have been phenomenal for, act- in, in particular, like the the black people of America in, re- in regards to employment. And um, uh, I think it was the, uh, was it the death rate uh, or the lifespan? Or th- I can't remember what it was. There was something along those lines. I don't lines. know if you could judge he's, a lifespan. Yeah, I, don't, I, ca- I can't remember <laughs> if it was lifespan. Sorry, that's, but there's been some genuine improvements for the actual Black America um, See, that the he's thing, improved. The but issue that I have there yeah. is that I I agree with you on that because obviously, like if there's if the statistics they're showing are true, then yes, he has. Yes, but I look at that as he's done that mm. for his own ego. He's yeah. not done that because yep. he cares about black people. I totally Trump doesn't care about anyone but himself. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree. So I it's like it's a good thing because of a bad thing. Yes. Yep. No, yeah. I, I, I'm. Well, with you without the light, you can't. Well, without the dark, you can't have the light. Exactly. You know, without the good, you can't have the bad. I don't mm-hmm. like Which this straight thank, thank away. Thank you, Mister. I sit on the fence <laughs> for everything tonight. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have to. I have to play <laughs> in between tonight. I don't. Do you know what I'm not liking is the instant, and I'm going to start sounding like a Trump supporter here. And I always big up some things that Trump's doing, but I'm not a Trump supporter in any way. I want to make that clear. I am a... Why have you got a... (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you take off that MAGA hat (laughs) off then, dude? But um, what I'm not liking is as soon as something happens, all the blame goes straight to Trump. Trump, Every every time, instantly. And look, he doesn't help himself, but that... But one comment I heard, I seen on Facebook the other day, if Obama was president, this wouldn't have happened. Well, I don't like that. That's almost for me, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this. That's for me is just taking away the actual root problem of the saying that because Trump is president, we still have a race issue. If we yeah. had Obama as president, we wouldn't have this issue anymore. You'd still have I don't think that's the. Brutality. I don't think that's the. I th- the yeah, broad I, I thoughts, think that's wrong completely but I, but to say that. Yeah. So, but I think there's some people who are genuinely think that. Yeah. That if he was the president, this would not be a problem. Well, well when he was president, it was still happening. It didn't was Colin just Kaepernick happening. take a knee when Obama was president? 
2016. Was that Obama? No, he did it. Well, unless he did it at the end of Obama into Trump, because Trump Trump called him a son of a bitch for doing it. That's right. Trump was like, you got to respect the flag. Again, on national television, he goes, you know what? I'd love if these sons of bitches were just taken off the field. Oh, my God. So, and again, I saw saw another thing. I posted it the other day. He doesn't even know his mother. And we said this the other day. It's so American. It's so American to get angry at a man of color to kneel for 30 seconds but not get into an uproar from a white man kneeling on a black neck for eight minutes. Yeah. yeah I was like, I fuck. Did, I did say that. Hashtag yeah. this is America. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a whole good little comparison. Yeah, right? it's just, and, yeah. and I mean, that's, to, to comment on your uh, your um, subject of like yeah. if, if Obama was president, this wouldn't happen. It was happening while he was president. Mm. Like I, I love Obama because... Again, I never claim to know anything about politics. I stay away from things I don't really know too much about, even if it's not through my own experience. But as a human being, that dude has more morals in his little finger than Donald Trump does. Mm -hmm. The message he tried to spread was a better message than Donald Trump did. So I think it was still happening because you can't avoid it. It's going to happen no matter who's in office, but it has been exaggerated in terms of the levels that they do it because of Trump giving them the green light to use that type of force. Mm. So, or, or they feel, or they feel like they have more of a go ahead to do it because of their president. I understand, like the Obama message, never agreed with it. I completely understand the message, especially from someone like Obama. He was so articulate the way he mm. delivered some of his messages, so good. But the on, act- are you saying Donald Trump's not articulate? <laughs> yeah. So the actions, though, <laughs> the, the actions in someone like the. A perfect example, Hillary Clinton. Her message is very good. Mm. It's it seems good, but most of us know that Hillary I think Clinton she's a wolf in sheep's clothing. is a oh. fucking. And she I'm not saying what? that she's I'm not just saying, angry because of Bill. Yeah, and I'm not. <laughs> 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 she's got an agenda because of Bill. She wants to get her own back on the country. Now I'm not saying Obama's the same, but what's to say that he's not just a very well represented? Well, he's just a well-spoken man. I think he was. And his actions What's didn't the word that they use when you're trying to um, get like people to feel good for you when you have a good cause? It's called a something. Um, <laughs> it's called a something. Um, uh, <clears throat> fuck, what's the name of it? Where you always try to know, post you're good, the teacher. But, you're, but you're not actually that good. You're Conniving? It's similar to Stolen Valor, but there's another name for it. Okay. Where um, not a virtue seeking. You're oh, a right. virtue seeker. Okay. So like Hillary or whoever... They know that when they say this, or they they give this opinion, oh, that's what that people are going to think. Right, that that's what Wolfie better. said in his uh, tweet the other day. If he posts about Black Lives Matter, is he virtue seeking? Yeah, so yeah. virtue seeker. Yeah, that's what that's what the that's the one. What yeah. you're saying? Yeah. yeah, I mean, is he is was Obama virtue seeking? I mean, we don't know. Every politician, yeah. has three to, guys oh, sitting here having a whiskey. You have yeah. to applaud yeah. to the masses of of who you're trying to get the votes from, mm-hmm. but. You know, Obama growing up as a person of color, I feel like the message he was putting out was probably more genuine than the message yeah. Trump would be putting out. The thing that I have an issue with uh, Donald Trump is that he tweeted, I think it was yesterday, he tweeted about in support of the black cop that got killed. Mm-hmm. Not once did he mention he was black. He just said he's like throwing out support for this one cop that got murdered. But since George Floyd was murdered, he's not spoken once about him. Mm. The only tweet George, uh, Trump did about the whole George Floyd issue was calling the people who were writing and processing thugs. Yeah. He didn't comment about the cops mm. that killed him. He didn't comment about George Floyd. The only thing he's tweeted about since he came out of his bunker was the fact that this black cop got killed and he's like sending our thoughts and prayers out to this black guy or sending it to the cop or whatever. I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, how are you missing the issue by that much? And I get it. Mm. I get why he's missing the issue. But anybody who argues, again, like going back to your original question of the whole all lives matter, it's like if you're arguing my point of 
the racism and the prejudice that I've experienced when I say Black Lives Matter and your response is, yeah, but Jace, all lives matter. Mm. As soon as you say but, mm. you're negating anything that comes out of your mouth after that. Yeah. Because you're then saying yours, your point what doesn't if, matter. I'm going to come over the top and argue this point instead. What if they like big butts and they cannot lie? <laughs> I hate is you. That, <laughs> is that, is that, is that like the... <laughs> That's like I'm a, leaving. That's I'm just a pro gonna, racist. I'm gonna go home. A pro, a pro black. <laughs> but is, it, <laughs> is he playing devil's advocate? Or is this I, just how I hate talking to comedians? <laughs> <laughs> I like big butts. Uh, <laughs> I but, cannot um, lie. Like but I'll, I'll read out like the comparison that I've got um, <clears throat> that I posted on my on my Instagram mm. in terms of in regards to the people that respond to something that says, "Well, all lives matter." Um, well, one of the things is like some folks um, need to check their white privilege because you keep saying it's horrible that a black man was killed, but the looting has to stop. So the people who are getting angry <laughs> about the looting and the rioting, flip it. It's say it's horrible that there's looting happening, but the killing of innocent black yeah. people has to stop. Like change your perception and how you're actually looking at an issue. Mm-hmm. So I guess something that we do and we've done with when we get comics on, which this is, it's always a comedy podcast because I'm on it. I let Branchy <laughs> do the serious thing. I and do then I, great. I always break it up where... Morecambe and Wise. Sometimes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> being that you're a comic, what we do sometimes is a fake news episode. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that we relate to is, so what does that mean for us? Mm. So yeah. I guess it's the perfect segue from Black Lives Matter to the Australian movement. What does that mean to us? What effect does that have? You're getting quite good at this podcast thing, Delby. (laughs) 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 He's doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. So, Jace, as an Australian guy now, Mm. um, and I guess as an Australian black dude now, what does that mean um, moving forward? What effect does it have on people in Perth? Because we've seen it start in America, and quite often we follow America. Yeah. We're just usually five years behind, so I'm glad it's happened only a week or so (laughs) after. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen that. From what you've said, it's it's starting to sort of reveal mm. people's ignorance. A, yeah, they had a fantastic peaceful process in Perth. Uh, in Perth on I saw the Aboriginal Wednesday? one Sunday night. Was that yeah, the Aboriginal one? Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, a couple of days ago. Yeah, that was nobody. Nobody came out violent. And they were social out. distance. What I saw <laughs> were they on the video? Right, yeah. shit, really? that's impressive. That that's in, a lot of in, space in covered. Chase? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of space yeah. covered because there was a lot of people there. Yeah, legit. Yeah, it was. Shit. I saw it, someone was filming off the balcony in Forest right. Chase and it was social distance and Shit. peaceful. So. Oh, that, what, is that not just so Perth? Yeah. <laughs> we're going like to riot, hit. but stay one and a half yeah. metres away from each other. <laughs> this is why we we flatten the curve. That's, so, that's so vanilla yeah. of Perth to do. <laughs> <laughs> they're, riot, they're riding with those grabber sticks. Just yeah. It's like, guys, we're going to riot, but let's just keep it to a low level because yeah. after midnight, we need to keep it quiet, please. Yeah. Like, there are people that need to wake up in the morning and go yeah. to their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And please pick up your rubbish afterwards because we're also environmentally friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before before I answer that question, this is the thing I was <coughs> talking about in terms of the people who respond with the All Lives Matter thing. Mm. Um, this was one of the best or two of the best comparisons I've had. And every time I've sent it to somebody who's responded with the, yeah, but All Lives Matter, I've never gotten anything back of them. They've never responded. Yes. I went, like I sent, it's a picture that just says, imagine your child dying and you're given a eulogy explaining what your own child meant to you and how special your child was. And then somebody grabs the mic and says, actually, all children are special. <laughs> That's oh what God. all lives matter sounds like. You know that's, who? You know, un, you know. Unfortunately, who would grab the mic? Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> but all children are special. Just all of God. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
My it, child was the best child that ever lived, yeah. but all child's matter. He <laughs> was the best child of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. But that, that's, that's a perfect. Is that, that not is, a great analogy? That's yeah. great. And then this one, <laughs> I hate to say it, um, but this is the one I've sent back to like the white of white people who have genuinely fought back on it. Mm. Hashtag Black Lives Matter doesn't mean other lives don't. Like people who say save the rainforests aren't saying fuck all other type of rainforests. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, and then true. they get it. Yeah, but and do you know what? I'm seeing some people not even argue the point. So I seen a, an article. Billie Eilish it was like, you know, oh, get, dude, she went in. She went like hard at the like. If you're saying all lives matter, fuck you. you yeah, and Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Oh, that dude, was, his was fantastic. Mate, was, fuck off. Fuck the off. fact you that he just, took the time to reply to them as well was so good. You don't so deserve good. my movie. Fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck I was off. just gonna say you could imagine this. <laughs> <his love. laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you did that really well. Yeah. Oh, that's just my normal laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Right, um, but the the response I seen, and I've been going through comments. I shouldn't do this. I never do it. But I that's just where the real. I got really to check myself sometimes because oh. I get mad. And their their argument wasn't with what Billie Eilish said. Mm. Their argument was with that it was Billie Eilish that said it. So, oh, really? So they were like, why would I listen to a teenager who knows oh. fuck all about the world? <laughs> I, fuck. Does it matter if she's a teenager? Does it matter no. if she's fucking Donald Trump? Does it matter if it's fucking Mother Teresa who died? Not like, at all. If, I mean, I'd be what, weirded out if Mother <laughs> Teresa was talking about it. If Science. If yeah. what has been said is true and if resonates. If it's educated and it is done with clarity and good intention, what I don't care if it's from a four-year-old's mouth or a 400-year-old's well, mouth. Well, most of the time, the f- most pure shit is from the youngest. So yeah, because yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. less affected less and corrupted. less corrupted. Yeah. 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 And, and they're also they're the, they're that part of the generation that's looking at the world in a different light than what we've had. Yes, so they've had this, and I don't know whether it's certainly a bad thing in certain ways, but in the majority of ways, this whole, uh, I guess, availability of information. Mm. And yes, it can be hard to discern what is real fact fiction. Uh, there, yeah, use of that availability has has broadened their mind. Hundred percent, man. Helped the younger generation see, on a broad scale, yeah. that that there's issues and problems in so many areas of our system. Not only we've got the Black Lives Matter, but we've got the you know even the monetary system things. You see mm-hmm. people talking about debt; they don't want to do that. They're talking yep. about. Just um, you just got to look at the careers that they're choosing to do these days. Exactly. In, in, in terms of the difference of generational mm. upbringing and. You know they're exposed to everything else, but they also sometimes can have an, a more unbiased opinion mm. because they grew up in a less black and white society. I didn't get that. I didn't get that until I was almost thirty. I reckon mm. that just view it just it's like things. Well, I feel like I had a bit of a change of of character and a, well, how, a change how old of mind. Now I'm thirty three soon. Oh, you're younger a, than in me. a month. Yeah. How old are you? 33. Yeah. Fuck, you're both younger than me. Right, yeah. okay. So, um, Grandpa's in the house. Back in my day. Yeah, back in... <laughs> <laughs> I had to ride at the back of the bus. Once, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think in two. Just because I got bullied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had no friends. It was only speed seat that was available. <laughs> I think in 2000... Yeah, we speed. <laughs> 2013, I had a bit of a, a change of mindset and it came through some of the stuff that I'd seen on social media. It yep. was that that change and then it, it gave me it, it like sent me down the rabbit hole these kids have grown up with it mm. like I had to see something and it changed my I, do you know what I heard a fucking Alan Watts 
fucking speech, I reckon. And Alan Watts changed my perception and it made me look into everything and question everything. Check, question my reality. And yeah. his sexuality. And sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why there's three guys in one room. I feel, I feel like this sort of... Uh, er, this generation is just growing up with that sort of yeah. information that they're questioning things from a younger age. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that they are as much as sometimes I feel like the old guy who's like, fuck change. Yeah. Because I'm so used to how I have grown up. It When it's when it's for the better, you can't complain about it. Yeah. Even if you're not used to it or you don't like change, you have to accept the fact that by the time we're 50, mm. shit's going to be different. Well, no one likes change. No one. I like it if it's in a better direction. I like the fact that hopefully this changes the world to open their eyes to some kind of change and yes. actually affect something. Actually, sorry, I should rephrase that. Buskers love change. Change is always uncomfortable. Fuck off, Delphi. <laughs> You're a fucking... <laughs> change... I actually hate you, eh? <laughs> It's good watching you crack. <laughs> That's fucking shit, man. Change, change is uncomfortable. Let's start deep. Oh, nothing uh, makes sense because I'd rather make dollars. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> you know, we're going through some deep things. Wisecrack, wisecrack. Yeah. Got to keep it light. But the thing that you said, Dan, is that young people, um, they're using social media, but not all of them are uh, as switched on as you think. They, no, they no, do I, believe, no, I do agree. They believe there a lot of the very shit they see. Oh, but com- compared as a teacher, to I have to us? teach them what, yeah. what an ad is on Google. Yeah, but compared to us... Like what? Oh, yeah. What we well, were, and, at well, that and age. that's also because we didn't have access to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know better. We had to wait for the dial-up to connect, and if someone <laughs> picked up the home phone, <laughs> then it's gone again. Yeah. 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 Get off the fucking phone, Dad. <laughs> yeah, trying to jerk trying off to talk one, to Jessica. One pixel at a time. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Loads from Fuck. the top, so you never see the good stuff first. <laughs> yes. All the way loads down. from the top, low and loads yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I know how oh, old I am. Talk about you know when off they, track, man. <laughs> you know when you see those memes, kids will never know the struggle and you yeah. see like yeah. a fucking a wind up fucking <laughs> a window from the car door. Oh, like, dude, uh, I had one of those of up electric. until like maybe five years ago. Yeah, well, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because I have no money to buy a newer <laughs> car, but still, it's besides the point. But that's that's how I know I'm old. Yeah. I, I like those memes. But, but um, yeah, fuck yeah, because we're the only ones who get it. If exactly. you guys can be serious for a second. Oh, <laughs> shut up, man. What it does mean to us is a really good thing for changes man just randomly no it wasn't announced five minutes ago our principal got on the phone today and tomorrow every single kid is wearing a black garment in support of black lives matters which is fucking dope really is, yeah what's your normal school uniform is it black because uh, that black, doesn't yeah. change <laughs> <laughs> no uh so we're blue and blue every and day is like a funeral yeah so they've been encouraged from the top like you said top down needs to change it which i thought was great because it wasn't I swear consulted to God, or if you go to school tomorrow with a white hood i'll kill you <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a KKK member, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so for them to be encouraging to wear black is um is pretty fucking cool. I thought that was quite special. But what was, is this? Was help? that where was that message from? Was that from like a board of education, or is that just your school? It's my school, dude. Okay, we, so that's yeah, not like a, a WA any, thing. A, who knows? That's but my principal, dope, yeah, that's just, really good. And what school you at? At uh, Ellenbrook. Cool, I'm going to beat up some white kids tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tall enough that I look like I was a student. <laughs> so. Yeah, so in on that, what does it what does it all matter to us? Like for us, um, you know, for me, look, I've, I've stayed I'm, pretty quiet on it because I've got friends of every ethnicity, black, white, whatever, and I'm I okay, Mister. Everybody likes me. <laughs> no, 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 not everyone likes me. <laughs> I, I consider them my friend. They haven't accepted my request. <laughs> Still waiting yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, but I've stayed. I've deliberately stayed quiet because of what you said. I don't want to be uneducated. I know that my mates of color know that I love them for them, mm. and. 
I I would love to show my support, but like you said, I don't want to do it in the wrong way. Yeah. Yep. Um, and even if I retweet something or re repost something of meaning, I still I just don't want to fuck it up because for me, I still see you as Jason Wood. I don't see you as Black Jason Wood. The dude is not quite as funny as I am, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> I see you as just a, a shit comedian. Just a dude you know? who's trying to <laughs> fucking make it. <laughs> you were shit then. You shit now, man. Five years later. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and I, I get I get that, and I. I genuinely appreciate people like that. So, you know, the post that I made today. And, yeah, and I don't, sorry, I don't want it to seem token as well. You know, I don't want it to <laughs> seem like, yeah. oh, I'm virtue signaling. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'd rather just show it by my actions. But like, I mean, yeah. if, if you look at it, and again, you've got to treat it on an individual basis. You aren't a massive poster on, on social media anyway, yeah. unless it's to do with comedy. Like, yeah. you that's, that's how you post. And people yeah. have specific ways of how they post. My post today about people who I see you only posting one picture or nothing at all is directed at the people who will post 10 to 15 times a day. I mm. change And all of a sudden they've gone fucking silent and I'm not seeing shit from them. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not even calling them out. I'm not messaging them going, where the fuck is your posts? How come you're not doing anything? Yeah. I'm just like, okay, your silence is deafening. Yeah. Mm. And I fucking see it. Don't think that I don't notice mm. that all of a sudden you are posting about you all the time. You're posting about this and that and that. And you post about on other shit. Mm. All of a sudden, this thing comes up that might be a little bit uncomfortable. You might lose your followers because you think you're a fucking influencer. What are you now influencing? Your silence is actually influencing people that it's cool to just stay silent on a big matter. Sit on the fence. Yep. Mm, Not even sit on the fence. You being silent means you are not on the fence. You are sitting on the side that says, I actually don't think this matters enough to me to say something about it. Should I post now? (laughs) (laughs) No, No, but see... You don't post all the time. And for for me to say this, it's not... It's not probably how I would see you yeah. because I know you and I know your character, but if you were to all of a sudden start posting every single day, yeah. I'd be like, there would be a little inkling in my head that goes, maybe he's actually just trying to jump on the bandwagon to make sure people go, oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. Because you the don't post is, very much, it's, it's you starting to post all of a sudden out of nowhere would be like, oh, it'd be one of two things for me. It'd be like, this: he's really passionate about it and he does want to get behind it. Or he's doing it so people don't think he's a fuckhead. Yeah, mm. and so I guess is that is that maybe the thought process that stops you from doing it? Well, the, the, my main one was well, a I I haven't lived that life. I don't understand it. I don't yep. I don't want to come from a, a naive point of view mm-hmm. and an uneducated point of view. Mm. And b exactly what you said. I don't want people thinking oh, he's just posted that so people think he's a good guy. Yeah, because I would rather the people that know me. And my mates of color know that I'm never going to judge them based on the color of their skin. I would hope. Yeah. Um. But it's also con- cautious. Con- I've consciously not posted something good that I've done because I don't want to take away from the Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah, because it's like a separate issue, and exactly. someone's like, "Why are you posting that at the moment?" Yes. Yeah, so I get that. I I've done a big drive for girls, uh, underprivileged kids, um, ball gowns and suits. I saw that. Yeah. So I've got like thirty, and I took a photo of it at like two days ago. Hmm. And I was pumped and I was like, and you know what, now's, now's not the time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now's not the time. Yep. It's not like, oh, look, here's, here's something good. And that was a conscious decision. So yeah. I guess by I me that. not doing that, it's yeah. actually giving more I get gravity. that. It's actually, it's actually paying respect to the fact that there's something kind of bigger yeah. going on at the Way moment bigger. and you don't want to take attention I haven't even posted it. anything for my business, celebrants, yeah. comedy, yeah. nothing. I haven't posted anything because there's, there's that's, bigger things happening. That's yeah. the kind of mindset I was in this morning. I was scrolling through. So obviously Tuesday was Blackout Tuesday yeah. and I ended up delight- deleting my post on it because it actually took away a lot of attention and information for what people were trying to find. Yeah. Um, and then also, coincidentally, it also happened to be the day that Donald Trump came out and passed a law on privacy and information that people are actually going to be censored on social media. 
So oh, the, the same day. What, what are the and it was, oh, the and it was, yeah, and it was also the day that they were also start to meant to, to vote. So people were like focused on this Blackout Tuesday. All of a sudden, social media is not pushing the agenda anymore, and they can do whatever the fuck they want because mm. no one's posting about it. They don't want to. Yeah. Um, I was scrolling through Instagram this morning, and maybe the first thirty to forty posts had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter anymore because. You get those people who are like, "Cool, I posted my black square. Yeah, yeah I, I don't have to do anything else anymore." And to me, it's like, uh, it's a point you made earlier. You're like, well, what is is posting one thing yeah. good enough? And it's like, for me, cool. If you're gonna post one thing, it might as well be nothing if you don't follow it up with action. Yeah, it goes back to the generic uh, statement of uh, actions speak louder than words. You can say you're all behind it, but if all you go is, "Yeah, Black Lives Matter," and then you actually don't do anything. What are you actually? What are you actually supporting then? Like, where is your effort to help that actually become yeah. something more than what of just Black Lives Matter? So, I had a friend, another girl, questioned it yesterday. She's like, "Well, if I post something once, is that not enough?" No, it's not enough. <laughs> yeah, that's because like Martin Luther King doing. Look, I ran for office once, and yeah, no, that was it. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, or that's that's it's like, like anyone just giving up the first time. Yeah, that's like if every black person in the entire world just said one time, oh, my life matters. <laughs> and then we just fucked it off. Yeah. Yeah. There'd never be a movement. There'd never be any kind of thing that yeah. happens because of it. So if you are going to post about that, follow it up with action, either donate, share a link, actually share something of value, not just a black tile that hashtags Blackout Tuesday. So, and this is a question I want to ask. And we've spoken about this a lot on so many different matters. Also, I haven't forgotten your question about Australia and how that yeah, sits yeah. with us. Yeah, so we'll we will get back to well, that. Well, this is pretty much effect. Yeah, well... Uh, do we think, and this is not just the Black Lives Matter, I think that there's a lot of stuff going on that's being found out at the moment. Do we think there is going to be change? Because one thing that often happens is come up and then two months later, it's all forgotten about. I feel... No, no, you answer. And then I, I, honestly, I honestly think this is it now. This is the tipping point where I don't think this is the moment where all the change happens. I think this is the start. Where I feel like start. now, if you're a cop, you're extremely, extremely uh, aware of your actions. Now, that might be for the next month or two months, but yeah. you don't think I it'll still think, term? who knows? Because moving forward, if you're if you're on the police force, if you're a new cop, 100%, I think, because yep. you've just come in, you've I'm not going to be, be like that. shitless if you're a yeah. new cop. If you're an old fucking redneck, if you've got 20 years, maybe not. So you think mm. this but is something that will just I bre- think, breed its way out? Surely, from now on, if there's any cop in America that has their knee on a dude's neck and a black dude's neck or a white, just anyone, yeah. right, police brutality, they're going to be like, fuck, should I be doing this? Funny you mentioned that because it happened today. Somebody recorded a cop actually having a black dude on the pu- on the bitumen yeah. and he was actually saying, I can't breathe. And the cop on the camera, you hear him go, that shit doesn't work here. Oh, wow. And I was see, like, so oh, like old dogs. my point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, some old dogs can't learn new tricks. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I think like some people won't change. Oh, I, and and this goes on the whole thing that I was talking about. You can't teach or tell someone to do something. You mm. have to do it on their own. Yep. So sure, uh, is, a, is a knee to that neck a cop move? No. Then it shouldn't be happening. No. Exactly. Well, it shouldn't be. Yeah. It you also be should you should also shouldn't get shot just for going on a job jog. You shouldn't yeah. get hunted down by a man and his son. Yeah. You shouldn't get shot for wearing a hoodie. You shouldn't yes. get shot for holding a fucking packet of Skittles in your hand. Yeah. You also shouldn't get fucking kneed to the chest and almost choked out for saying to a cop, "I'm going to break your jaw." You are trained 
to deal with that shit. Mm. Yes. They're, it well, is they're, called they're, conflict resolution. I was taught that in retail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I put my knee on somebody's fucking neck and say, dude, I said you were a nine, not a ten and a half, I'm losing my job. I was, I was Whether it's the, recorded or not. <laughs> this was, uh, could be six I'm months. I'm glad that hit well for yeah. you, Delby. That's funny. Well, <laughs> this in my head, I thought of an inappropriate joke just for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> doing his like hoodie up and if, no, nah, it doesn't matter. No, I want to hear it now. And if he was like, I can't breathe, you're not oh, going yeah. <laughs> to keep pulling yeah. the fucking <laughs> in retail. You're not I gonna like that, yeah. <laughs> no, I told you it wasn't tight enough. <laughs> you're um, a medium, not a large. Yeah. I remember I was in the sauna um, with uh, a group of people and some guys lipping, off, men. lipping mm. off about something. Um, uh, and Well, there's where racist things happen, in a sauna. In a sauna. <laughs> yeah. With, with old, old men. men. Yeah. This guy's chirping. This guy's chirping about some stuff that's going on. This, Be worse if he was this way before this happened. And then he said something, and then there happened to be a police officer in there. Yeah. And he said, he didn't say he was a police officer. He just said, a, an officer's most powerful weapon is their voice and how they can de-escalate a situation. Sure. And that's what they're told. That's I what they're like taught. I feel like American cops would disagree. Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree. It's because agree. everyone's armed. Because yeah, I think their bullets or their batons would no, disagree. I totally understand. I don't know if argument. that's something that they do, if it's they're taught differently if, in the States. If but anything, that's a beautiful mindset for a cop to have. A hundred percent. That's that, And that, uh, that's what... It to me, that's actually me. what creates change. It sh- exactly. Do you think it, and that was a cop who said that? And yeah. that's just a totally unrelated topic. A totally feed into it as well, knowing that anybody does their what? Can, does their gun laws feed into the police brutality? Oh. The mentality, well, knowing that anybody could be armed at any time and shoot. Yeah. Because I guess fear. I, I guess the argument against that is how Aboriginal people are treated here by some police officers as yeah. well. So I guess anyone. I think what what it might be is just power. It's just yeah. It's power. just a different way that they attack people so in australia you are never i say never because i genuinely believe it but you are very unlikely to ever have a white policeman in australia shoot an aboriginal that's unarmed oh yeah very like, oh very, my god very, this very country rarely. would blow the fuck up yeah oh. like look what happened to our gun laws when the port arthur massacre happened like yeah. instant response but yeah. in america because it's in their second amendment mm. God which forbid you take which is guns an away. amendment, which oh, you can dude. amend. Yes, what's his face did a <laughs> spot on that. Yeah. Jim um, Jeffries. Jim, Jim yeah. Jeffries. Yeah. yeah. Like, but uh, I think, I think such again, a good point. Oh, it's, it's an amazing point. It's an yeah. Amendment. Yeah. yeah. I think because, and it, you know, it even it, it even dates back to when Colin Kaepernick took a kneel. They were saying you're disrespecting the flag. No, he's not, mother. Yeah. He actually says I am taking a knee to fight against the. Police brutality. It's mm. nothing to do with the armed the forces. The flag doesn't even do have the feelings. Yeah. No. Like. And there's an amendment that actually gives you the right to burn the fucking flag. That's insane. Yeah. So how can you say that you're disrespecting the troops because you're taking a knee against police brutality? That's yeah. how pig-headed and ignorant they are. So in Australia, you look at... I mean, there's no athletes who ever take a knee because we don't really listen to the national anthem unless it's a grand final <laughs> or something. And even then, it's a and shit, it's, it's it a shit national oh, anthem. Yeah. Like, girt by sea. Fuck off. Yeah. It's horror. It's yeah. horror. In in terms of the effect that it has on Australian police, it's it's few and far between where it's it's put up on the media. Mm. 
Like it's very rare that you see on the on the news saying like a cop has gone way over the mark and, and treated an Aboriginal person like this. Aside from the guy the other day, yeah, who who beat up the teenager. But then you look at the statistics. Oh, and the death in custody. Uh, yeah. yeah, some of those ones. And the unexplained deaths in custody by police. And then yeah. you look at the incarceration rate is actually a higher percentage per capita than America yeah. for Indigenous people, and the likelihood that they will get mm. arrested and go to jail Especially versus the an African American died in the cell. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, oh, I so remember that, happened, that. And then it happened again. What, like three, six months later? But again, you look at how little media coverage that gets in Australia, which yeah. is why people don't think it's a problem here. Is that an Austra- is that an Australian thing? Is that a race thing, or is that a media thing? I think that's an Australian thing. Look how long it took somebody to say I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, and even oh. that fell on deaf ears. It, isn't yeah. that because it was Sorry Week? Last it was Reconciliation Week, twenty seventh yep. of May. Yeah, mm. last week. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah last just week. Gone. Last week going into this week. Yeah. Didn't didn't know about it. No coverage. Because of what's yeah. happening in America. That's how little mm. Australia wants to push what's happening to their indigenous people. Yeah. But yeah. then I've seen a lot of people and I love it, even I've shared some stuff on it, indigenous people and the in incarceration rates and how they're looked at and stuff like that. But I was speaking to my housemate about it pretty much all for the for the last week is because white Australia mm. is ashamed of how this country came about. So there is a large majority of people who would rather push it under the rug and just go, well, we're just not going to talk about it. Yeah. Because, you know, and then there's that whole fight about Australia Day. It's actually like that is the day you're celebrating where an entire race of people and was pretty much wiped out. And so, like, I don't care who, and what anyone thinks. I think Australia Day should be moved, honestly, only because... It means nothing to me except for it's. I've it's celebrated. a free day off work, I've and there's some celebrated fireworks. that day on that specific day. Yep. For what thirty three years of my life, mm. but honestly, the day means nothing to me. Yep. And it clearly upsets a whole yeah. fucking group of people. Yep. <laughs> a lot of people. Is it because it's the twenty sixth, or is it because of what it represents? Because if it's what it represents, you can't have an Australia Day. No, and it should and not be called Australia Day. Sh- yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the that's the point. So I. I am on the... Have you got chewy in? It's really just... I can, Was yeah. that the noise? Yeah. I heard it too. Maybe it is me. I yeah. think... Well, yeah. I'll finish the drink yeah. and I'll chuck it in the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it too. I was like, who the fuck is slapping their lips? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Maybe I've got misophonia. I think um, <laughs> yeah. Nick Natnui posted about when Australia Day thing was happening and mm. he said, look, it means... Honestly, it means nothing to me. I'm going... I'm not going exactly what he said here. I'm just going... Mm. Uh, from memory, but it was along the lines of it doesn't mean anything to me. So if it helps, you know, um, create less division, and why and not? I'm all for it, basically. You know, and he was fucking absolutely he hit the ravaged nail on for the it. head. He was yeah. ravaged for it. He was fucking destroyed by all these people. Who honestly, it means nothing to him that day. You know what? My question on that is because I've never, I didn't really post about it, but I do feel a certain way about it, and. I think more so now because of the stuff that's going on now. Anytime mm. I do feel something about Indigenous Australia, I'll probably share it more as opposed to just keep the yeah. the thoughts to myself because <clears throat> it, it can make a change. Like I, I only have 1,400 people following me on Instagram, but if I can change one out of 1,400, mm. that's still better than not saying anything and changing it. Are you conscious of division? Because... In terms of what? So Maths. For, <laughs> I was good at long division. <laughs> I could show me. my work. <laughs> I could show my work all yeah. the time. Fuck so yeah. All, yeah. Okay, for, here's a perfect... I've seen you working out as well. <laughs> hey, fuck off, man. A perfect... <laughs> pun after pun, but just changing the subject okay. that it's on. A perfect example. I put up a post... Uh, fuck, might have been a week ago. I hate um, you, <laughs> And 
I think Mad Frat. Mad Fat. Yeah, Mad Fat. Bluntfield. He, he, yeah, Bluntfield. He shared and Ash would my post. Mad, mad Fap. Yeah, like having a... Like an angry wank. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's anyway, the interesting that's choice. That's an entertainment company. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So and it's not a porn company. Anyway. It's, just a, it's a blaze and, and rap. He oh, right, shared okay. on his... My status on his page. Yeah, actually, I think I saw that pop up. I got hate. Really? So, and really? it wasn't. It wasn't. What was the status? Um, All lives matter. <laughs> basically, <laughs> I was uh, along the lines of saying that uh, there's a difference between protests and riots, and we have to look at the actual message that people are trying to deliver. And and there's don't focus on the riots, focus on the message. And yeah, blah. and then people were. And you massive, got hate for that massive crack. And I, it, do you know, I end up deleting the post not because I was ashamed of what I said. You should have kept was, it up. I should have, and I actually regret taking Repost it down. It. Mm. It's more. I was conscious of the thing we need less of right now is, is division g- and arguing yeah. and and giving hate. them something to write hate exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. So you know what though, I I kind of disagree on yeah, that I, in terms of your question. I, so now I get what you're asking about division. Yeah. You kind of need division for people to be able to see from different points of view. Mm-hmm. If you aren't creating a division and seeing who sits on what side, mm. how are you actually going to figure out who you need to educate and actually get to understand the situation at hand? Yeah. So and yeah, in that's that sense, why I regret taking. Yeah, down I, the post. I, fuck, I would. And it wasn't because I was embarrassed of what I posted. I was just like, I'm creating friction here that is unneeded in society at the moment. It's tense enough. There's enough shit going on. I'm just going to get rid of it. Do you know what's interesting? That mindset, and. This is a generalized comment, but it's it's personal because it's just your post. Yes. But that is something only white people are doing. Mm. They are posting and going, ooh, ooh, I'm copping some shit off this. I'm going to take it down. Yeah. I'm and posting I've never, everything. Ev- I've never, ever, ever taken anything down. Yeah. And I've copped shit because I've... If you've ever followed me on social media from fucking day dot, I've been pretty vocal on anything I think yeah. is wrong. Um, and I've pointed out fucking flaws in the war in Iraq and fucking everything. I've just been at it, and people just fucking flog me, where, whether it's like... So I, what then forced you to take this one down out of it? Is it because it's a because, more sensitive subject? No, I think it wouldn't have mattered if it was this, if it was COVID, if it was anything. Of late, I've realised that div- division is creating a lot of tension between people, and I feel like people need to come together. And I think that's the mindset I had when I took it down, not the fact that it was a race yeah. thing at all. It was I just find I was causing super super interesting because yeah. to me that is a white mindset. Yeah, because from my mindset, there has always been division. Mm. For you guys now, you're actually seeing, oh wow, there is actually a bit of division. I thought my world was perfect. Mm. I thought everything was fine. Yep. Now you're seeing that there is division and you don't want to further go, oh, I don't want to separate people. I've, Man, it's been separated. I think what I've always put them in a box of, uh, I guess, uh, ignorance. Yeah. And now I'm starting to think that ignorance isn't... Ignorance, certainly for me, or turning a blind eye, turning the cheek. Yeah. Um, like Pink Floyd's got in a fucking... And it, it, what does he have to do with it? Pink Floyd has George a song. Floyd. Oh, <laughs> Pink Floyd. <laughs> George Floyd? His name's George Floyd. No, Pink Floyd has a song on the turning away. I was like, how... You fucking prick. I'm making a very valid point. How ironic that you've point. used Pink Floyd <laughs> oh for a Black Lives Matter. Pink, Pink Floyd has a song on the turning away. And it's... If you are turning away from the things that are happening in front of you, whether it's fucking hunger, starvation, uh, Black Lives Matter, these sorts of issues, you're just as much a part of it as the people who are actually contributing to and the hate, hurt, to the division. Hard. And it's stuff. very it's hard the comment, to be the If you're person. not with us, you're actually against us. Yeah, and that's and that's a big part of it. I mm. think 
division. I don't know whether it's helping or not. Maybe it's educating. It is. It's it's I'm, probably I'm, educating. I'm telling you, it is. And, and standing up to that is one of the hardest things, and that's why you see people like Martin Luther King, mm. like you know, that have stood up and taken action, mm. even though they know it's going to alienate them. Mm. That is the bravest thing ever because I can tell you right now, there's too. times where I've seen things happen and I've turned my back, not race things, just little things just where I'm general. like, yeah. oh, fuck, I don't, have the, I don't have the balls to stand up here and, mm. and do it, mm. you know? And that is why people will echo through eternity when they do that because it's fucking hard, man. Yep. It's, it's really tough One no matter the, what the issue is. Actually, I, I hope I screenshot it because it was an amazing post that kind of put that, that yep. subject into perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. So... Uh, in terms of your taking down your post or, or you saying like, I've just not wanted to comment or I've not had the guts to comment. And I've been in situations like that before as well. Not so much on race because I will always comment <coughs> on that because I've, I've suffered from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says, whether you like it or not, this year will be written in history. Your children will be educated of these events. They're going to ask you what you did. Wouldn't it be embarrassing to say your, to your own children that you did nothing because you were uncomfortable? That's really... Like how, and I, and I don't even have kids. Yeah, I don't same. have any intention. I don't even have a girlfriend. I don't even have, I'm not even talking to anybody on Tinder. Preach, brother. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Welcome to the church of Jason and Delby. Yeah, now he's not on the fence, is he? <laughs> Suddenly, your but, 30 years single doesn't seem so bad. But that, that idea, that mm. ideology, that concept, I, I put myself in the position in 25 years from now, if I've got a kid who goes, Dad, what did, what did you do in 2020? Mm. And obviously, I've posted stuff. I've been very vocal about it, and I will forever be vocal about it because mm. I suffer from it. But I thought about my friends who have been silent, who will say to me, "Jason, I see you. I you matter to me. Mm. Cool. I know I matter to you because I'm your friend and you care about me. But what about everybody else who suffers? If you aren't actually helping that cause, and you're just saying, "Jason, you're cool with me. Mm. Like I, I'm, we're we're good. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah." When your kid asks you in 20 years, what did you actually do to help that cause? And you go, oh, well, I had this one black friend and I, when we were sweet. Yeah. So I didn't have to do anything more. Is that not fucking embarrassing? Yeah. The, yeah, the only way to help is by when you're out, you just treat people the way... Be the change that they you want to see. Treat people world. like people, not I, treat people of race. Yeah. I'm lucky as an educator, I get to... Um, make an influence and make a change. Every, yeah, every you, you are shaping the next yeah. generation. So we did reconciliation. Trying we, to we, have, we have things dedicated. We have talks. We have change every day, man. And do so, you think it's the responsibility of everyone to educate people in regards to what they see? Nope. Is not, so nope. For ex- and, and that's where I'm going with it, with like the social media post. For me, obviously, and what you said there is fucking really good. Be the change, I guess, that you yeah. want to see in the world. That's it's just great. like when you see a black person coming towards you, you have you can't be thinking. Yeah, don't oh, cross fuck, the fucking don't cross road. The street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you got to you got to catch yourself, and you got to actually change the way you act. Uh, Even your fucking body language. Yeah, hundred percent. You can see, man. And and, th- and that's not saying give the dude a high five and a hug. No, it's just like it's don't act any different. Catch yourself you in that judgment. Yeah, and I agree with look, you. man. I've had those thoughts, oh, and I, I've got a bit. So of, have I. Yeah, I've got a bit about it. Where so I, do I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw two black dudes near my car and my first thought was these guys are going to break into my car. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, why the fuck did I think that? Like, and why? That, and that's not me. Like, I don't like black people. It was like, that was my first thought and then I caught myself out. But then the punchline I add is like, a black dude's never stolen anything from me except for my girls. So, <laughs> if anything, it's a, pos- it's a positive <laughs> race thing. <laughs> I don't but, think I've actually ever heard that yeah, joke. Yeah, so I've, I've very rarely done it. It was at like a late night confession. It just doesn't do it when black guys are watching. Yeah. <laughs> I think... 
but it's like if you can catch that thought but it's also the fact that i live in short hill and fucking it doesn't matter if they're white black yellow anybody could steal anybody could steal my car (laughs) but i mean in my head you got to catch yourself and is that like what like reading the power now by eckhart tolle Oh, that's a good book. Like, that one is like watching your thoughts. That is, yeah. Yeah. you know, the, watching your thoughts is one of the greatest exercises I've ever uh, started to regularly exercise. Yeah. And I it's hard it. to do if you don't practice it too. Yeah. I catch myself sometimes being a fucking dick. I yeah. catch myself being, um, I guess, what, like what we were just talking about. You have that preconceived judgment against yeah. black people. If they were sitting by my car, that would be one of the first thoughts I would have yeah. in my mind and you would I start I've started to catch myself in these non it's stereotypes that's what it is yes it's in your head you've got to stare exactly. or whatever you've and been brainwashed to think a certain way and that's why the media that's why movies yeah. that's why every, people who bring you up your parents yeah like my parents and your parents yeah. and your parents we all grew up and they grew up in a different generation yeah. Yeah. where they were probably told this but is But now the norm. that's not an excuse anymore. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, cuz also we're not our parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm not growing up in South Africa but my parents grew up during the apartheid. Mm. Yeah. My dad still has issues with certain people because of the apartheid. He hates coloreds. Mm. I'm a fucking colored. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. That's pretty funny, man. Like and yeah, so it's like my dad when when my parents came over um, and again, I still have an answer for your Australian question. Oh, well, we've, we've been speaking about it. Ages ago, but um, my dad is is South African. He grew up in Cape Town, mm-hmm. um, but he's got Dutch in his bloodline. So as far as skin color goes, he's quite light-skinned. Yeah. He's lighter than me. I'm the darkest person in my immediate family. Oh, wow. Um, what do you mean? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like, wow. Well, well, I thought you guys were all like black as coal. I, <laughs> thought, I thought you were light. <laughs> all, right, all right, fucking Colonel from KFC. <laughs> No, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. now you see it. <laughs> I get it. Um, so my dad, because of how coloreds were treated in South Africa, they weren't black enough to hang with black people. They weren't white enough to hang with white people. They were the shitty in between. Yeah. So my dad came over to WA or came to Australia. And as a result, because of the way a lot of the coloured South Africans act in WA, he hates them. They came over with this ego... Because they're so different. Now they're separated from everybody in WA. Mm. You aren't specified as anything. Because we're not looked at as black. Like I, I've got so many friends where I'll make the oh, was it because I'm black joke? And they're like, Jace, you're not black. <laughs> you're like you're like caramel. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm fucking sweet to taste. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and but, smooth, baby. Smooth. Yeah, I'll melt in your yeah. mouth and not in your hands. <laughs> Classic. But, <laughs> but then I'll hang around my white friends and they're like, what are you talking about? Like, you are black. Yeah, and so it's it's a very different understanding. It's so of funny you mention that because my friend um, I met traveling, she's South African, hmm. and she was trying to tell me that coloured was a race, and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. It man. is. There's no race called coloured. I'm yeah. like, that's just what people call people of colour. And nah. I I was so she's like, <laughs> I'm telling different. you, I'm telling you, I'm telling there you, is man. a race <laughs> called coloured. I'm like, well, where are they from? Are they from Colorasia? Are they from <laughs> you know <laughs> South? South color, <laughs> South Calafrica. I fucking hate so you, I'm man. trying to, I'm literally going, what? I don't understand. I couldn't comprehend <laughs> how she's saying it's a race because she so, was like, so oh, there's black a, people. She's a colored white. South African though? No, she's, she's a white South African. Right, okay. But, but she's telling you that there's colored people. She was saying colored was a race. And yeah. I'm like, I understand that colored is a, a word or it could be a denigrating word. And she was like, no, no, colored people call themselves colored. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
isn't that like somebody, an African-American guy calling themselves the N-word? And she's like, no. Nah, like, and I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend for the life of me. Right. I had to Google it and it was like, yeah, there is a race called Coloured. Yeah, you just have to listen but to But is there a race called Coloured or is it just a group that they've said you're kind of white no, and black? It's Well, I mean, that's the race though. It's it's a mixed race breed because white people have slept with black people and that's what they produce. So wouldn't you say you're half South African, half no, um, because Ethiopian? My parents were, no, because my parents were full South African. If you have a black person who's South African yes. and a white person who's South African and they have a baby, what is that kid? South, South African. African. Exactly. So how can you say I'm half something and half something else? Yeah. But I call myself half English, half Italian. Yeah, but you're still white. <laughs> I get, yeah, I know. So there you go. What so, do you mean? No, so, that answers the question. If you've got a black... But when people South ask African, me what I am... What do you say? Half Italian, half English. Okay, but if I ask you what ethnicity do you identify with, what do you say? Don't assume my... No, I say... Uh, <laughs> Genuinely um, serious question. If I said, are you white, black or other, what do you say? Oh, you mean race-wise? Yeah. Well, I'd say, yeah, I'd say I'm white. Exactly. Yeah. So I actually say Caucasian. Same thing. Yeah. Mm. The caucasity of this white. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Depends on the or, yeah. on the uh, Caucasian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, like, if I don't know if you've ever watched Trevor Noah's stand-up comedy, he talks Somewhere, about yeah. how he's come up as a coloured kid because yeah. his dad was white, he's French, yeah, and his oh sorry, no German, mm. uh, and his mum is is black, yeah, and coloured people were actually deemed illegal in South Africa. <laughs> you have a birth, you're like, oops, sorry. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it was illegal. It was illegal for black people to sleep with white people and Jeez. actually make a baby. So he was literally an illegal human being. So when he was walking down the street with his mum, who's black, yeah. but he's light-skinned, when the cops came by, she had to let go of his hand. Yeah, right. Because otherwise she'd go to jail. And as a kid, he didn't understand that growing up, but mm. coloured people are a race. Mm. That's crazy. But then when you come to Australia, coloured isn't a thing. You yeah. know, like People don't get it. Yeah. So when so when I tell people, no, I'm coloured, yeah. they're like, what the fuck does that mean? Like You're either black or white. Yeah. Or if you're Asian, you're considered quote-unquote yellow. Yeah, yeah. No, like, like, no, no, I can't say, I can't say I'm black. I've got friends who are Ethiopian and Nigerian and Zimbabwean. Yeah. They are black, black. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, so for me to be around them and go, no, nah, guys, I'm black. They're like, fuck off, you're not black. You're yeah. colored. And I get that. But when if I say it to an Australian, yeah, I'm colored. They go, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I never even heard of that as a yeah, race. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so it's, so actually, it's actually a race of people. That's how they were but looked at. But the white South, South Africans, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't they usually Dutch? Yeah, yeah well, that's where Dutch. the background comes from. Yeah. So my dad has Dutch in his background, yeah. which is why he's so light-skinned. Yeah. My mum has Indian in her background because she was born in Peter Maritzburg in Durban, which is the second highest population of Indian people in the world outside of India. Yeah. So if India basically blew up today, Durban would be the new India. Yeah, right. So that's where I kind of get my skin colour from. Yeah. But my dad, I've often joked around with him and said, like, you're not African, you're white. <laughs> yeah. But he and what, what are the Boers? Are the Boers are just the Dutch or are the Boers are, are a whole different... I don't even know what the fuck that word is. Boers. It's, there's like the Boer War. I don't know. Oh, okay. You're more, you're more educated on that than I am because my dad, again, based off the way my parents grew up, my dad hated how he grew up in South Africa. Yeah. So I wasn't taught a lot of stuff about South African history. I had to learn it myself. Mm. Uh, my mum's bloodline dates back all the way to Shaka Zulu, which I'm very proud of. He's like the original fucking African warrior who beat the British... And the Dutch. And when he won, he was like, shuckers, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Shuckers, Lucas. That's where it comes from. Fucking shuckers, bruh. Fucking shuckers, shuck yeah. Fucking stab some cunts. <laughs> That's um, sick. He was yeah, the original so He is like, he was OG. the king of a fucking tribe that beat the Fuck. Dutch. They made a movie about him. It's called Zulu. 
Fuck yeah. Um, and uh, what's his name? The dude who plays the butler in Batman. What's his name? The white guy, the Michael English dude. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. He's Ma- in that Michael movie. Caine. Michael Ma- Caine. Michael Caine. He's, he's in that movie. Yeah. Michael uh, Caine. That was a terrible accent. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Master Wayne. Yeah, okay. Some people want um, to see the world Just want to see the world burn. That's the only line I fucking know from him. Some people might. Yeah. Just want to see the world um, burn. But yeah, so, uh, and my parents never raised me to dislike anybody because mm. they either came from a white background, a black background, a color background, but my dad expressed because of his experiences, despises the colored community. Wow. And yeah. I'm like, you are part of the colored community. And he... The reasoning he gave me when I was old enough to understand it is because when they came over to, to WA, and again, this is for anybody who listens to this podcast, this is purely his experience. So it's not me talking about yeah, you're general, a product of your environment. general group. Yeah. <clears throat> his experience with a lot of colored people is because when they came to Australia, when they came to WA, a lot of, and it was a lot of female influence, they looked at the men as this exotic thing because you weren't black, yeah. you weren't white, you were something that no one's ever seen before. So they kept this ego about them. So they've still got the accent, yeah. they've still got the ability to speak Afrikaans, but they don't look like they're African per se. Yeah. So my dad was like, I fucking hate the way they come over with this ego because in South Africa, you were looked at as the dregs of society. Even black people look down on you. So that's almost a racist thought being because they've got a leg up. He can't, 100%. He can't handle it. 100%. He, yeah. His ego... Yeah. Because he didn't get looked at the way they got looked at. Yeah. Gave him some sour taste in his mouth. And I've never really spoken to him about it because he's over 60 years old now. And, yeah. you know, it, it's it's almost impossible for me to change his mind because he's very headstrong about the way he looks at it. I'm like, whatever. My dad's going to look at it. He doesn't judge people based on it in terms of like he won't look at someone and go, nah, fuck you. I'm not going to get, will- I'm not willing to get to know you. Yeah. But in his head, he will avoid. It's that catch yourself. Getting a relationship with them if he, if he can. Yeah. And and then the weird thing is, is that he married a coloured woman. It's always the way, isn't it? The Ku Klux Klan dudes uh, are like, always like, bro, you are trying to dip in the chocolate and hate on them at the same time. Like, what is yeah, wrong? That makes with you? you the forbidden fruit, baby. I am. I am. I'm something you should. Fruit, fruit of his loins. I'm. I'm the thing that you shouldn't touch. And girls are like, cool. I'm not going to yeah. touch you. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. Uh, <laughs> So Michael, I've just thought of a joke. Is this a shit one? Michael Caine was in this Zulu movie. Was he mm. the offsider to the Zulu guy? No, he was oh. the general in the British. I was going to say because it would be like Black Man instead of <laughs> <laughs> instead of Batman. Off He's man. This offsider. <laughs> no, he was the dude that got beaten. Oh, perfect. He was All the right. Dude that got beaten. Yeah. Okay. Um, to 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 loop back around and comment on the Australian thing. Yes. Um, for me, it, it it has made me a lot more aware of how ignorant I've been to what's happening on our own mm. on our own soil because I, for my entire life, have been so influenced by the African American culture, whether it be music, clothing. I mean, fuck you! Look at what I'm wearing now. I've got a Kyrie Irving jumper. I've got is Jordans it, on and a Jordan trackie. Is it by chance we're all wearing black on black on black? No, I deliberately wore black today. Did you? Yeah. I, Did I, you? This yeah. is this is oh. pretty much what I ever wear. I was just wearing it, but <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm not. Black, I've even got a black T-shirt on. Yeah, so, jumper, well, so I had a. Yeah, no, so do I. Black, I'm, I'm, got black, a, I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. Oh no, I've got a red, but it's Michael Jordan, so he's yeah. still black. Well, I'm uh, black. I'm black. I'm black. I'm pasty. I went to pasty get a white. One and I thought, oh, hang on a sec. Yeah, we're, you we're look at that. He's got white matter. socks, so when he touches the earth, he's still white. Look at oh, that shit. They're grey. Coloured. They're coloured. In between. They're coloured. On the fence. Just, just devil's advocate. Um. Yeah, but but for me, it and this kind of stemmed from the conversation with my housemate. We were talking about how heavily influenced we are from the African American culture. Oh, massively! Have been man. my entire life. Like I grew up. When people ask me what are my stand-up influences, 
the only references I give to him are African American comics. Dave Chappelle, Get Kevin Hart, Hart, Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor, Patrice Eddie Murphy, Cat Williams. I mm. think you've just named five of the greatest comedians yeah. ever, but, regardless. But that's the thing. Like that's what I am influenced by in terms of how my entire life has gone. I played basketball from six years old because of my. You know that he played basketball in America, man. Scholarship. Four foot yeah. six. And you're you're fuck off, cunt. I hate you, oh, I just dropped the C-bomb. You're short. <laughs> oh, you hit a nerve, man. I don't care about race right now. You talk to me about basketball, I'll kill you. Mate, cunt, uh, cunt gets dropped on the regular on this uh, podcast. Right, okay, cool. I don't have to watch my language then. Uh, no, no. Um, no, no. I played in Indiana, funnily enough. In really? A, in an Amish town. Surely. Nice. Which is the whitest town you could grow up fuck. in. So Amish people. Does Isaiah Thomas no wonder play they use influence the five. on you? Dude, Spud Webb and Muggsy Bugs. Muggsy Bugs. Muggsy Bogues, five foot three, Spudweb five foot six, won a dunk competition. Yeah. yeah. I won a dunk competition against my brother, but that's besides the point. Well, Can you, you know, dunk? You know why? No. You know why? <laughs> not, not anymore. Not anymore. I've dunked three times in my life. Yeah, okay. Three times in my life. Legitimately dunked. Dunkaroos. We should bolt lunch. Huh? I, I, I love playing horse. Dude, let's <laughs> fucking, let's, lo- let's hoop it, up I'm sometime. Starting a, I'm going to start a little uh, social basketball yeah, team, dude, so I'm keen. Mate, Anytime. Fucking get involved. Anytime. Yeah, um, I'm so shit, but I won one. That's the thing. I'm, I'm not that great. I can't drive. Fun, though. I can't drive. Fun. Dude, I never drive. I'm a three-point shooter. Yeah. I'm Steph Curry, but shorter. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> a lot shorter. A lot good. less talented. Less money. <laughs> Basically, I'm Jason Wood. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> i got my own game. You Indian know. Curry. <laughs> mild just Curry. Mild. I'm not hot. Just I'm not hot. Just Jason I'm ticking the hot. Like I'm, I'm buttered chicken, bitch. Oh, that's so good. Oh, fuck. Uh, fuck, I even, what was I talking We're about? We're talking so about Australia. All oh, right, okay, yeah. so the Australian thing. Because I've got more that I want to talk about after this. So yeah, but we still also got to get into the catfish thing. Yeah, yeah, mate, like, there's three other things I want um, to talk about. But yeah, so, so the Australian thing, I was talking to my housemate about it, and she asked, why are we getting so upset about what's happening in America, but we're not getting vocal mm. about what's happening in Australia? And And I will admit this, I am a racist in the sense that I don't look at people or I don't talk about people to degrade their culture, their society, whatever. Mm. But because of my own personal experiences growing up when I was a kid, I've been bashed by Aboriginals. I've had my stuff stolen by them. I've been mobbed by them. I've been chased from train stations by them. My judgment of them is based off my own personal experience. So mm. it's never been a positive one. Yep. Having said that, I've got tons of fucking Aboriginal friends who I love to death. Yeah. yeah. So, but I choose, I have chosen to focus on the negative to judge somebody out of personal protection mm. as opposed to going to, you're all fucking great. I'm not going to judge you. And then something happens. I'm going, where did that come from? Yeah. So I've had to take a good, long, hard look at myself and go, where is that stemming from? And why do I hold that judgment? And I need to be better for it. I'll be the first to admit it. Mm. But as a country, Australia, growing up as a kid, and I don't know if you can even maybe prove me wrong on this, Delby, or Branchy, going through our high school careers or our primary school careers, and I don't know what the curriculum is nowadays, but I wasn't taught about Aboriginal history when I was in school. Mm, what I was weird. taught about was a very basic, filtered-down version. Yeah. When I got a job in FIFO, they gave me an Aboriginal education because mm. you go to sites that are deemed traditional where you can't oh. actually step foot on, and I learned about shit that I had no idea when and I was a kid. I, I would have said at Wadari we had a fairly strong... I, f- I feel like I got a fairly decent, but that might have we been from Aboriginal we mates, d- but we had a strong Aboriginal See, community. again, but is that from the curriculum or your Aboriginal yeah, mates? I, I do remember doing quite a bit of Aboriginal-based stuff in high school. Did you guys learn about the stolen we generation? Definitely, yes. We definitely did. To yes. what degree? Did you learn that they were all given the same first and surname? Yes. Did you learn that they were given the same date of birth? Not that part. See, I only learned yeah. that maybe five years ago. Yeah. Growing up in high school, I was like, 
oh, you know, it couldn't have been that bad. Mm. Yeah. Like Captain Cook came over and they were fucking mates. I yeah. didn't learn that they were basically only given alcohol. I didn't learn that they weren't actually recognised as human beings. Well, they're beings. still not recognised in the Constitution. So, But I mean, like they, they've got identities the now. Their, their names yeah. aren't taken away. Their ages aren't taken away. So obviously there's still massive issues. But I didn't even know that they, if you look back in the history books, there will be almost a decade of people who have the same date of birth, the same surname, and... And they actually weren't recognised as a human being mm. until nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact number. Nineteen sixty seven. Yeah. So, you look at that, and I wasn't shown that through high school, yeah. through primary school, through high school. I wasn't shown that out of my my years. So, the way I was raised was to almost look at Aboriginals as well. Well, they haven't had it as hard as what they're telling us. Mm. But how ignorant was that of me to go? The people that have experienced it are lying to me about how hard they've had it. Imagine, yeah. imagine you being in that situation yeah. now, and and oh, yeah, well, people coming in. And well, just it is. Taking it is Australia, going through that now. Just yeah. coming like if this, if Japan was to come down, invade Australia, and just take Australia, mm-hmm. like what would we do? Pretty close. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was say, you know what I mean? China's yeah. almost done it. But uh, you said that you had you uh, f- the FIFO life. They sort of put it's FIFO you, man. FIFO, come on, fuck. Put it in. Put they put you out into the communities and and. Got no, you no, they, they, they didn't put us out into the communities. We spent three days in classrooms teaching us from the very beginning of whatever records they wow. have about their history, and we were not we were not allowed to pass that until we actually did a test. Wow, answering oh, sh- what we've learned what from company it because was that? this is uh, that's interesting. F- FMG, right. and then I worked for a company called Morris, which has since been bought out by Sodexo. Because they, well, that's great that that happened. Because I got an Aboriginal mate that. Uh, worked out there and still copped abuse, man, and literally went to the point he, well, where. See, he, they, I mean, again, I hate to admit it, but again, people still have a, a negative connotation to Aboriginal people, so they'll probably still cop abuse, and there will be some people who will go through those classes where they'll ignore it. Yeah, they'll go, well, fuck, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I just want to go up there and earn FIFO money. Yeah, cool. Well, maybe you need to understand the land that you're actually walking on is the land of people that you have oppressed and trodden on your entire fucking culture's history so i last year for work i got to go out to up to broom yeah and go out to some of the communities they were almost uh, they're very raw yeah very um yeah they're, they're very close to their traditional um i guess well they're not traditional they've got fucking some of the i guess modern luxuries of yeah. life but they maintain a lot of traditions that they try and um continue on and i I was shocked at uh, at how uninformed I was mm. and how good, how like happy they were with just nothing. With um, well, nothing to us. To exactly um, to them. I love if that you've point. lived off your land. Yeah. It was perspective, yeah. and Bidjidanga is where I went in particular. I went to a few communities, but Bidjidanga, and it's one of the biggest um, Aboriginal communities in Western Australia, and it was just. Um, yeah, that perspective of the fact that I didn't feel like I would want to live there, mm. but they fucking were loving life. They were all happy, all these kids running yeah. around. Which is fucked when um, you think about someone's oh. come and decided, no, nah, you know what, you're going to live this way. Exactly. Which is, this I mean, is that's the epitome, exactly epitome of westernization and yeah. colonization. Like you look at the, you look at Aboriginals, you look at the African 
tribes and, and all that sort of stuff, you look at even the Asians and the Indians, yeah. they were all taken over by the British or the Dutch or some white colony. Yeah. And they said, we're going to force religion on you. Yeah. Which is why Christianity is so westernized. Mm-hmm. We're going to force education on you because we don't think you're educated. We think you're all animals. Mm-hmm. We think you're dumb. We think you're, you're yeah. ignorant. And so we're they're taking away their education of the land and their understanding yeah. of but from Culture. the white people's mindset, they were like, we're going to make your lives better. We're going to give you housing. We're going to give you transport, clothing. Man, fucking African people were thriving with just rags around their parts or not even around their parts. Yeah. They were happy with spears. Mm. Fuck, what did they need religion for? What did they need housing and schools and, and all that sort of well, shit for? they have for? religion in their own way. Exactly. They, already they've, they've got their own fucking culture. Every they've culture got their own ancestors. Already, thing is, man, every culture is already fine the way they are. Well, I mean, until someone comes in exactly. and fucks it up. Well, again, yeah, I mean, you say someone. Who's the only people who have travelled the world to take over other cultures? Fucking pe- um, captain, captains of ship. White people. <laughs> yeah. You can white say it. It's white people. Yeah, it's white. I was it trying is. to go with it. <laughs> I'm like, who drives a ship? A pilot? <laughs> it's, a pilot? It's a pilot? <laughs> I was like, that's why I started on captains. It, it Those fucking ship people. Boat people, man. That's who it is. It's fucking boat people. It feels weird saying it as a white person, but white people have been a huge... Fuck up. Yeah, Dude, like they were the virus that yeah. took over the world. And, and, and I, it, that might fucking piss a lot of people off, but yeah. if you go all the way back to when civilizations were their own civilizations, who decided that they were going to travel the world to take over everybody else? Romans. No other race than white people. Yeah, Romans But who were the English. Romans? White but people. then again, Genghis Khan was a gangster motherfucker, bro. <laughs> yeah, but he took over <laughs> he his took own over. people. He didn't travel across yeah, continents. He was, he was trying, man. Give it enough time but he never got, got that got far. There. He never got that far. But that's what, so that's what I'm saying. But He conquered some puss, bro. Have you, <laughs> have you seen that stat? Delby, have you seen man. that stat? There's something like... Uh, He's got a, status about, a stat about how much pussy he got. there's something like a... 5% of the world can trace their fuck back, their to, Genghis. back to Genghis man Himself. it's some stupid wonder what that says about Shaka Zulu that's where my family did. <laughs> yeah. he was laying that black that pipe <laughs> motherfucker Zulu boy I'm Just the king forward. I am the captain now I am going to fuck everybody um, I'll find the stat for you while you but, guys chat about but it but that's that's the thing right so and they destroy when they do that they destroy Destroyed yeah, they didn't culture. do it in a peaceful manner. They no. said, you are going to adapt our ways. You and forget your old ways, yep. the ways of the land, the ways of... The, yeah, yeah. The, what what you're they... doing isn't working. You need to follow our way of doing it. And I think it's Trevor Noel who also has a joke about it where he talks about the Indians and how English people are always nagging about the fact that they've got Pakistanis and Indians all in England. And yeah. they're like, you guys fucking took us over. You advertised how good this place was. <laughs> How are you complaining now that we all want to come here? You shouldn't That's have done great. it in the first place. But obviously he does it with accents. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you told me how great this Britain was. Don't call it Great Britain. Now I get you. You tell me to go. Yeah. Tell me great. to go back where I came from. Not so great. Yeah, it's like, what's great about it? You burn in the shade. I I've got nothing. <laughs> so then Durban. Um, oh, yeah. So they go to Africa. Yeah. They go back um, to Africa. Here you go. 8% of the men living in the region of the former Mongol Empire. So that's fucking... Which is hate. what now? Almost like half of Asia. <laughs> no, but like, well, what, the what would those Empire, countries be? Is the Mongol Empire? Is uh, that China or other places? Mongolia, the border of China, um, or <laughs> some of Russia, I think. My, my geography's off. Yeah. But a fuckload, man, which translates to half a percent of the male population <laughs> in the world Fuck, are descendants. Holy shit. 0.5%. S- 16 million descendants of Genghis Khan. <sighs> Damn, dude That's had a, some swimmers. Swimmers, bro. Hey. Just, Busting. I wonder how many of those women were willing, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, bro, not many. Oh, I shouldn't laugh. That's, that's yeah, not many. Yeah, that would and and that's uh, I guess. <laughs> you know what I think about when I hear of like the Mongolians and stuff. You know that South Park character, like 
Stupid fucking Mongolians. Yeah, the Mongolians. <laughs> the, 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 the takeaway Chinese shop. And there's an episode oh, no. where Genghis Khan tries to break down the Great Wall yeah. of China. He's like, fucking yeah. Mongolians. I've seen that. Yeah, it's oh, good. Shit. I've got something, and we've been going for a while, so I'll, 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 we'll go on to this um, topic now. Um, and we might go to the catfish. We might save that one for another episode. Um, yeah. But motivation for you, I see, is a fucking, you're a very motivational style uh, poster you talk about getting uh you, you you almost manifest what you try and mm. um what you're trying to achieve in life yep. and not as much as this fucker but yeah i try but well and and delby's the same and i'm the same we have that same sort of mindset of you you are in control of your life and it's mm. something that's inspirational to me when i see other people posting that stuff Where, like was there a point in your life that you decided fuck it i'm gonna have a crack at this yeah. or is this just something do you remember that in particular moment 100 i remember the day it happened yep um so it was the year of my 30th birthday mm-hmm. and it was also just happened to be the year that I got into stand-up comedy. Uh, I was having a chat with my one of my close friends, Anna, and we got into the conversation of, well, uh, I'm 30 now. What am I going to do with my life? Isn't that fucking funny, that 30 is Honestly, that- dude, the decade of my 20s means fuck all. Nothing. Yeah, that's party I did nothing. Fun. I did nothing. Nothing. Of, of nothing of oh. benefit to my own life hmm. um, apart from in the moment. Like when I was in my 20s, I was like, cool, I'm just going to fucking live now. I'm going to enjoy myself. But I also did a lot of fuck all. I didn't even enjoy myself that much. I did nothing, mm. um, which, you know, I could blame my parents for. But at the same time, I'm an adult. Like, take some responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I partied a fuck yeah. load. I got a yeah. degree and then it was... See, I didn't even get a degree. I didn't even go to uni. Mm. I got back from America and I was like, cool, well, I'm going to just go and ball out because I played basketball in America for a year. Like, I should be good. Then I got injured and I was like, well... What else am I going to do? Then I ended up getting a criminal record. I was like, cool, I can't travel anywhere. Now I'm just going to be stuck. Well, well, that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, okay, I was we'll going to say, does it go yeah. back to Black Lives Matter, man? It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. On. Yeah. Nah, no, it went back to fucking dumbass, dumb cunt mindsets. Yeah. Don't matter. Like, that's, yeah, right. that's how stupid I was. Yeah. Um, man, got to stay away from those school zones. Hey, fuck. <laughs> 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 I hate you. But I honestly fucking hate you. <laughs> so. <laughs> I've, I've been. I don't want to do any gigs with you ever. <laughs> I've been watching you, I'd, and you would. Oh re- shit, Delphi. Hang on, hang on. Before, what was the the, the moment? Now. Your thirtieth. Go, oh mate, you need a yeah, piss. Before I answer the question, just go through right. there. Go through there, okay, and me and Delby will talk amongst yeah. ourselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hope that's still recording. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Uh, yeah, it's still. Yeah, yeah, straight through there, mate. No, no, no. She's. Getting me food. Ah, oh, <laughs> nice. What a good wife. Mm. Um, yeah, mate. Like, and since I you think threw my soup away, your dog. I feel like we've um, we've actually touched on a fair amount of good stuff yeah. tonight. Um, and it's good to have Jason's opinion on things cause, yeah, otherwise because otherwise we're it's just two white dudes, two fucking white dudes talking shit. Yeah. But um, and I hopefully I haven't made like the right at the wrong time. So no, you, no, you guys, no. The I listeners know my style. I think that's what it is. But yeah. um. In regards to now, we've changed the topic into the motivation and mindset stuff. Yeah. You're like another person that I look at when I see you've always had that in you. You've always yeah. had that. I'm going to try something different. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Fucking, you've like, and there's so many different avenues you've tried. You've landed on comedy. That's where you've finished. Yeah, like, not finished, but that's where you're at now. And almost, it's almost a springboard because it's springboarded into celebrancy. It's mm. springboarded into having the nuts to get up and, and do freestyle at Colab, which is unbelievable. Which is Colab unreal. seems like good fun. It's fucking just unreal. fun, man. Pure, just, good souls. There's good no vibes. money. There's no, no like, money. It's just 
You're just trying to have fun yeah. with some. I mean, if your host is supposed to get fifty bucks, but I haven't. I've never invoiced because I just do it literally yeah. for the love, man. Yeah. And they look after us. They give us free free meal and free drinks and. When you and, and you feel the Moon Cafe, if you're ever interested, every second Sunday, baby. Love that. That'll place. be that'll be getting back up now. Yes. Mate. Oh yes. Oh fuck. I'll hit up. So Sunday. Oh, oh yeah, freestyle Sunday sessions. Yeah, bro. Fucking Charlie, so good. Charlie, Charlie Moon Moon voice. Unbelievable. How good. But dude, yeah. dude tried to do our dance classes and left after a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, so he's, what were you going to... better at singing. What were you going to ask Jason before you, he rudely had to go for a piss? Oh, yeah. God oh, forbid. No, um, God forbid a black man should be able to enter his bladder <laughs> in a white man's house. <laughs> oh, and funnily <laughs> enough, it was a white toilet. Oh, <laughs> piss on you, white bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Felt empowered from that. Didn't even flush. Mm. <laughs> I um, did. No, I didn't. Right. <laughs> as long as you weren't eating asparagus, right? Should be good. <laughs> um, yeah. No. The, the thing where we said, "What was the moment that you decided?" Yeah. Uh, and then you said, "30th birthday." Yeah. 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 So it was yeah. the year of my 30th birthday. I was having this conversation with my girlfriend Anna, and I had just been going. Like I said, the the, the decade of my 20s was a pointless decade. I, I literally did nothing to set my life up or better it. I was going from like job to job every two years. I'd, I'd get bored. I'd get tired. Uh, and I had just had my two years of being a, a poker player. Mm. I didn't have any other job. I just played poker professionally and I earned my money for that for two years. And um, How did you go with that? 147800 <laughs> 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 Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Still trying to get yeah. that money back. Yeah. Well, that's no, great. Like cash games or tourneys? Uh, no, it's just all cash games. Online? No, in the casino at yeah. Burswood, uh, right. one hundred forty-seven, one hundred forty-seven thousand eight hundred thirty-four dollars. So you weren't lying years. when you knew division and math. No, that's what I was saying. Division, I was good yeah. at algebra percentages. I was yeah. great at everything yeah. else. Fucked. Yeah. Um, and and I weirdly enough, with that, I got bored because I was my work days would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is when everybody yeah. would go out. And you take advantage so like, of the drunk boys. Yeah, exactly. All the five foot boys. <laughs> in I'd, a good way. I take their money. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. in a bad way. Depends <laughs> how frisky I feel. Big win. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> Here's a hundred bucks. Take Whoa. it home. Why'd Don't you stop spend. that? I got bored. Yeah. I, I got bored. I, I couldn't hang out with my friends when they were going out on weekends. And then, you know, my off days were like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And everybody's working then. So I never Except get to hang out with anybody. Boys. Well, I didn't know any FIFO boys yeah. then. So I just knew people who were doing regular nine to fives or they were at uni. So I started getting bored and I couldn't hang out with my friends when they were having parties. I was like, no, I got to go to work. And so my that work was tax free, right? That's yep, amazing. Tax free. Yeah. I had a I had a casual job one day a week, so I paid the tax man. Yeah. Um, and That's then earned my money that way. That you, yeah, you basically viewed it as going to work. It was a yeah. job. Yeah, That's I never did it for enjoyment. Yeah. Well, wow. no, no, I lie. I did it for enjoyment, and then I realized I could make money off it, so I started taking it seriously. Would, would you play like me, you, and Delby playing poker? Would you just? Do that now for fun? Or oh, yeah, yeah, still definitely. enjoy that? Yep. It's still oh, fun taking your friend's money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, even, even if I lose, I, I love the game. And do you I, still go to the casino on the No, nah, I work retail. I don't have enough money to go to yeah. the casino. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford it. But to, like, to be honest, if I had the bankroll, I'd go back. Yeah, okay. I, I miss it a lot, but I'm older now and I've got more bills now, so I have to pay that before I go. Yeah. I'm just going to take 500 bucks to the cast, and if I blow it, then I'm not eating for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Our so friend Sam Glashane, he, he same thing as you, two years, and then he was like, well, what am I going to do? So he got an electrician. Yeah. Yeah. But he would, I, he's online. He played... Um, oh, fuck, electrician as well. He's on more money than my own. Oh, so. <laughs> killing it now. He yeah. played... Um, what's it called? The Sunday morning ones, uh, the millions or whatever. Oh, yeah. Came, came third, 40K. Fuck yeah! Wow. I was in a I was wow. in a cash game. This is my biggest bad beat in my entire life. I was in a cash game online. Mm-hmm. Um, I had made it to about thirty five thousand dollars in my back in my in my stack. Yeah. Um, 
but you couldn't. It was winner takes all. You couldn't like oh, just cash shit. out. So I, I got up to thirty five grand. There was three of us left, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Did like, they want to do a deal or? Well, that's why I was like, "Do you guys just want to fucking split it three ways and we'll just take it?" That would have almost given me forty seven k. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm happy to walk away with that. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And the dudes were like, "Nah." There was a guy who like three times of a bigger stack than me, which is like, all right, I get it. Yeah. And the other dude was like short stacking. He was on about twelve grand. Mm. So we get to a hand um, where. We all, we all three of us went all in, oh, wow. and and the stack was close to over a hundred thousand dollars. And I, cash, the cash, cash, yeah, cash, cash. If you win this table, US. you get that money transferred what, to your bank account. What did you start with? Uh, I started with five hundred bucks. Fuck, fuck. So, hell. like, I when I say I was good, I'm not fucking just bragging. I was yeah. like, I was actually good at it. I knew how to figure out percentages. Mm. My mum's a psychotherapist, the and I'd studied psychology to a basic level, so I know how to read people. Mm. And and I was just I just had a knack for it. I was lucky that I was just good at it. Yeah. Uh, we get to the last hand, or well, not the last hand, but it was my last hand, and I had the ass end of a straight flush to a king, which is one card off a royal flush. Oh no. So I had the ass end, which doesn't give me the royal. Yeah. I knew the Sorry. percentages going in that any of them would have the ace. I knew that it was so fucking because low of, because of the uh, yeah well there's because four, of the hand that I the had deck. yeah yep. and. Yep. Yeah. And it just so happened, like the dude who had 12 grand went all in pre-flop and he lost. The dude who had the big stack just happened to have the fucking ace. It's always a way online as well. Yeah. You, you lose. In the, uh, that's why I stopped because the bad beats were too, too, um, what's the word? Good. Too much. Too, happened too often. Yeah. Well, see, I, I mean, I never had a bad beat until then. Online. And yeah. So, cause, mm. so technically all I lost was 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, but right. but the way I felt is that I lost thirty five grand. Yeah, so we get to it and we're both all in. The cards didn't flip over until the river came. Yeah, so I'm thinking I'm still fucking good. Comes all the way through. I hit the king straight fl- or king high yeah. straight flush, yeah. and I'm like, oh boy, like king I'm about to muscle. I'm about yeah. to flush. muscle the rest of you out of these these next hands, so I win everything. And then as the cards flip over, he has the ace. Death. And I tell you, I've never felt so sick and low it's in my worst, life in it? terms of a competitive loss. Yeah. And, and, and the from fact then that I money's took, un- involved as well. It yeah, I took adds. three years off. Yeah. I just stopped gambling. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. That was that made me sick. Mm. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm just not going to do it anymore. That feeling that you got, I have that every week on the footy. <laughs> it's, it's always like 39. I see 39. some of the wins you get though. You get real fucking close and then there's like yeah. that one game. Yeah. Where, yeah. And you won't even fall short by like, it's not like, oh, I clearly lost from the beginning. It's yeah. like, it'll be like one point differential one point, for like an over or under, over or under or some one, shit. Yeah. And uh, the dude will, yeah, like someone will miss a goal. And the siren will go yeah, and he'll right. hit the post. Always. Or some shit. Dude, oh, always. That yeah. reminds me of a time, women's footy, it was uh, one and a half K. Mm. She needed to kick a goal. She's 11 meters out right in front. <gasps> How do you even kick an angle to not get a goal on out that? Out on the full. Oh! <laughs> out on the full. After a siren. Out just on need the a goal, full, man. bro. And it was, what's the bird's name oh with, the, with the big legs? It was her. That's not the one the, where there's the, that picture of the, the kick? Yeah. 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 Can you guys hear my microphone? Uh, I turned it off. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, it was I her, man. It was, it was putrid. Yeah, I've, I've I had screenshot that picture because she's that kick, the kick. Yeah, that's a badass picture. Yeah, yeah. Shit. And how? So how much was did you bet? Kick. <laughs> how much did you? It bet? was fifty bucks. Okay, so, so technically you lost fifty, but you could have won how much? But uh, two, uh, one and a half. Fuck. So, but dude, that I've, I've had that. But I've also had it the uh, uh, for a long time. It was always so close, and mm. then it started. 
uh, I don't know what it was. I, I Something flicked, man. And then it's, instead of me, <laughs> it's so weird, without a negative, thinking I'm going to lose this, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to win this. Yeah. And, 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 it, and started it started coming off. in. Four and a half grand on uh, Gary Ablett to get 40 touches. And he <sighs> needed one more. He fucking injured his collarbone in the last quarter. <laughs> he needed one. There was 12 minutes left, man. He, he went to the bench. I'm like, fuck. And it, they're wrapping him up. And he came back on. There was 15 seconds left, man. Ball came down, touched it, clearance. Oh, four and a half K, what man. What a fucking win. Four and a half K, yeah. I almost won $87,000 on a 12-game multi for the NFL. Oh, dude. What? I won 11 out of 11, and the game that was being played happened at 3 o'clock in the morning. I was like, fuck, I got 11-11. It was just a straight-out win, too. It wasn't even by a margin or nothing. Yeah. I'd be cashing out hard well, <laughs> or watching see, it. See, I thought about it before I went to bed, but I was mm. like, fucking the cash-out only paid me about 5K. Yeah. yeah. But the win paid me 85 grand yeah and i was like i'm gonna stick it out i only had 50 bucks on it so i'm gonna stick it out yeah. went to bed thought like i'm gonna wake up in the morning i'm gonna see this people like the win also was only paying a dollar ten yeah so uh. it wasn't even like they were a close yeah like it could go either way they lost by a point uh. by a field goal uh. and i woke up and i was fucking livid always the way man livid like i'd be oh. sitting pretty right now with 85 I could, I could or maybe whole, i would have blown it all but i still would have had the money to play with i could do a whole podcast on this man yeah on yeah. Gamble, wins and losses Lost. Oh. i'm banned from a well, fuck you, uh, haven't you invested in a racehorse as well yep. or was that a goal for Going you okay, yeah no i got one like, yeah, yeah. Right, so that one ended up being shit but then the, right. the, the next one she's, so is, she's that a, a gun. is that a glue mm-hmm. stick now or what Oh, dude, I, I used it for cut and paste today at, <laughs> yeah. at, at school. One of the kids at school yeah. ate it. <laughs> but now I just bought shares this week in um in a gambling company because they're never going to lose. So I'm I'm, on, I'm into points bet. Points right. bet. Okay. Yeah, they've gone from when I won, wanted to this buy. This is not a paid ad by points yeah. bet. Four dollars <laughs> forty. Now they're at six bucks twenty. I bought it five forty. So I was a bit oh, pissed off. Right. I missed, well, but still, still they're still underpaid. But anyway, um, we'll do. We should do a, a punting podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck like, it. Anyway, so motivation, right? Yeah. Yes. So, and so that year and you you realized. Talk. Yeah. Talking about like I'm going nowhere with my life i had no direction i had no passion in terms of what i wanted to do mm. and she goes well, what are you going to do now like you're 30 mm. you got to do something yeah and we're throwing out these ideas to each other like oh i could do this i could do that and she goes well, what about acting you're yeah. always that guy who's been able to just do whatever whenever you're always you know like quoting movies and lines and shit like that and i was like ah like acting takes a lot mm. there are people who go to university for that shit and i'm like I'm, I'm not that type of person yeah and she goes well, what about ads you just got to put a portfolio together and then and people will book you. Yeah. It's not as bad as acting. I was like, well, yeah, I don't really have a passion for it. And she goes, well, what about stand-up? You're the guy that makes all of our friends laugh. Like, you're that guy. Yeah. Which is funny because I never looked at myself as being that guy. I was never the class clown. Yeah. But I know I could always make people laugh. And I was like, well, yeah, maybe. Hmm. And she goes, nah, you're a pussy. <laughs> you won't do it. You're too scared. And oh. I'm very competitive. Yeah, and that was it. So I was like, all right, bet. Put some money up and I'll do it. Yeah. And she goes, all right, hundred bucks. I said, yep, cool, no worries. I'll die on stage for five minutes for a hundred dollars. I'm gonna yeah. give a shit. Yeah. I don't have any Great shame. I'm, I'm never embarrassed. Yeah, can't get yeah. beat by a raw flush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, you can. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just happened to be the year that me and Delby both jo- signed up for the raw comedy competition. Yeah, and wow. I, I still remember to this day, Charles Street Hotel. We're all sitting out the back, um, and Cam yep. McLaren. Oh. Oh, yeah. Comes up to me and he goes, oh, hey, man, like, I'm Cam, like, the happiest person in comedy. Isn't he? Comes up to me and he goes, oh, hey, man, I'm Cam, like, you know, oh, do you, you got your all stuff set, you're all good. And I was like, dude, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Really? I hadn't put in any effort. I hadn't written a joke. In my mind, a hundred bucks was a hundred bucks. Still hasn't, mate. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm at 97. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and it was him and also uh, Jacques Barrett. Yeah. He was the MC for Funny my heat. And he comes up and he goes, like, I'm waiting in the 
I guess you wouldn't even call it the green room. It was just backstage. Back and lives I'm, matter, I'm waiting, baby. Yeah, I'm waiting <laughs> at the, the back. I'm waiting at the stage, and and Jacques goes to me like, "You already set, man. Like you all good. <laughs> You're up next." And I goes, "I don't even know what I'm going to joke about." And he goes, "What?" And I could see the frustration in his face because in his that his response was like, you're taking the spot of somebody who could have genuinely yeah. tried to right. make a goal. And you've it. seen 99% of the times where people have that attitude, they eat the biggest bag of dicks. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm funny. Like, I'm just going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll yeah. just get up and like, yeah. I'm, I'm hell funny. And they get up right? and it's fucking and, dog shit. And I didn't want to tell him that I'm doing this for a bet. So yeah. I was just like, no, nah, man, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to go up and do something. And he goes, whatever, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna introduce you, and you know he did his job. He introduced me, and like I had, a, I had a decent amount of friends there because they were like, "Fuck, Jace is gonna try stand up. We yeah. got to see this crash and burn." Yeah. And I get up there, and I swear to this day, I remember how it felt. I opened the curtain from walking out from backstage. It maybe was four or five steps from the backstage curtain to the microphone. Yeah. That was all slow motion for me. Uh, in my head, I'm like, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, what the fuck are you about to do? What are you going to talk about? People are going to fucking laugh at you. But I've never really cared too much about what people think. So that conversation was like, people are going to laugh at you. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. about to get $100, man. Yeah. That's the attitude you need for comedy as well. It's yeah. Like, that's the thing. Maybe not so share. much the money, but the I don't care what people yeah, think about care. me. Yeah. yeah. And all the confidence to be like, look, if I suck, whatever. Mm. If people don't laugh. Whatever, like we still, you still feel that way, right? Oh shit, yeah. Like, but oh, now I at least know what I'm going to talk well, about. Which is yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're like, if this joke doesn't go well, you're like, yeah, but you just don't care. Yeah, I don't and let it destroy me. Yeah, if you can't take that, then you shouldn't be in comedy. And yeah. how did it go? It fucking crushed, man. Really? I made up five minutes of doing different accents, and the story was I was on the train ride from Coburn Central to Perth City. Yeah. In between those stops, I introduced a new character. Yeah, right. So I introduced an Asian man, I introduced an Indian guy, and I introduced a gay guy. So you were just... And I was doing the accents. accents, Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I I built that joke on. And it was the interaction between those characters that got people kind of interested in it. And then my problem for that joke was is that when I got the end of it, I didn't know what a punchline was or how to make one. Mm. So I wasn't able to tie that whole five minutes together and finish strong, finish heavy, like I sometimes can now. Yeah. so I was lucky enough that after that set, I made the wild card. Oh, okay. And Same. then, oh, yeah, you were, you, yeah, you were the wild card as well. That's and, right. And Cam, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me on Cam. Um, and then, so, and, and because I guess we were lucky enough that John had said, uh, use the same joke. Just yeah. fine tune it rather yeah. than try and do something different. I was like, thank fuck, because I don't have anything else. Yeah. <laughs> like, and as a starting comic, you don't realize, oh, these guys do the same five yeah, everywhere. For five years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or two years or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went back. I didn't know to record that set. So when I got off stage, I didn't remember what I spoke about. Shit. Because it was all bullshit. Yeah. It never happened to me. I made it up on the spot. Mm. Um, but my friends were like, dude, for the next, for the last week, I've been thinking about anytime I see Indian on the train, I keep thinking about your joke. Or anytime I see Asian dude, I keep thinking about your joke. Or like all of my gay friends, when they watched it, they were like, fuck, dude, like, like that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So then I think we had maybe two weeks. Between yeah, that set and because the, they had the semi-final, then the wild card. And so I, I had to kind of fine-tune that in my memory. I didn't even have anything written down. Yeah. So I was like, nah, it's fucking, like, you got your hundred bucks now, bro. Just go with whatever. Yeah. So, you know, we did the wild card. And again, I fine-tuned it. So I made it a bit better. Still didn't have a punchline. Mm. I didn't know how to tie all of that up. But I fine-tuned the conversation so there was less filler. Yeah. There was more laughs in between. Got through. 
luckily enough, you know, we we made it to the the state final at His Majesty's Theatre, and then still, I was like, I don't know what the fuck to talk about. But John was like, use what has gotten you here. Don't try and get don't to His Majesty's and drop something new because you'll crash and burn. Yeah, I was like, cool. I'm just gonna do the same shit I did in the sem- in the in the wild card. Did that, got a fucking fantastic round of applause, or at least I remember it was. Yeah. And I just thought, fuck, maybe I can do this. Maybe this is something I'm actually kind of good at. Yeah. And I loved that feeling. Mm. I loved the feeling of what it was, 13, 1,400 people applauding me and laughing. I was like, that is a feeling I could get used to. Wow, that's a big crowd. So I walked off that stage. His magic is awesome. Yeah, I walked off that stage actually thinking, I don't even give a shit if I win. It'd yeah. be dope if I did, but I don't give a fuck. That has just lit something in me. Fucking oath. That was the thing that started my addiction to passion. Mm. So I started looking at um, compilations on on YouTube of motivational playlists. Yeah. Because uh, Spotify wasn't a thing back then. Oh, so yeah. I was downloading stuff onto my laptop and just putting it on my iTunes playlist. Will I've Smith, still got like multiple hours. Not even Will Smith. Uh, Ray Lewis. I don't know if you know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, um, Bo- yeah. Boxer? Nah, NFL player. One oh, of the, yes, probably yes, the right. most yeah, yeah, inspirational yeah, yeah, yeah. speaker also, out of the NFL. Um, YouTube wasn't even a tube back then. It was a square too. Just rocking it. Um, Eric Thomas, the yeah, hip-hop preacher. Yeah, ET, yeah. Um, at the time, Tony Robbins was still pretty big. So any any massive playlist, I was downloading like two-hour-long playlists off YouTube that I was listening to when I started working out because I was like, cool. If I'm going to be successful mentally, I also need to be successful physically. Mm. That was when I also started doing FIFO. So after the the final at His Majesty's, I FIFO. got a job in FIFO. <laughs> I got a job doing fly in, fly out. <laughs> um, and I basically disappeared off the comedy scene for a good three years. Yeah. I didn't really do too much. I didn't make a mark on anything. Mm. Um, but I started listening to these playlists and it started motivating me for fitness. So over the period of a year, I lost 26 kilos. Jesus. Yeah, wow. I, I went from being a human thumb to basically ripped. <laughs> like I had, I had a genuine six pack and everything. Wow. Um, I don't have that anymore. Oh, I don't have no, it anymore. A, I'm just saying that's what I've done. Listen to Blake Catler podcast. Yeah, I'm just saying that's what I've done. But it th- that mindset once I realised, and there's another one that's actually cir- circulated a lot from what I've seen this year. It, it was a. It's he's either like he's like a general or something, but he's from the military. He's from oh the yeah, Navy, yeah. And he talks Khan. about the. <laughs> About just he, smashing puss all up and down the great balls, great balls of it. China. Yeah. Just yeah. got to grab by the pussy. <laughs> um, the yeah, fir- these things, the first thing I do in the morning is something. wake my bed. Yes, or make, make my bed. bed. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, like that. That gives you a, a feeling it. of accomplishment, and it gives you a structure to follow for the rest of your day. So when I was doing FIFO, I'd be up at twenty past two in the morning to go and work out for an hour and a half, start my day at twenty to five, yeah. and I'd finish at seven o'clock at night. Yeah, and that like. was my that was my circulation for and three it, years. It, get, it gets you going. It starts your mindset. Well, it's well, it linked, isn't it? Your it, body and your mind are so fuck. When when you work out, there's a reason you feel good afterwards. Mm. Oh yeah, the dopamine. Anything. But it all, it also gave me a structure to follow. I've never really been a person who writes in a diary or on a calendar. So that gave me something to structure my life around. I was like, well, if I'm making my bed, if I know I've got to do this shit, I know I have to get it done before I go to bed. Otherwise, it's going to lump up tomorrow and then I've got twice as much stuff to do with twice as little hours to get it done. When you're working 12 to 18 hours a week or a day doing FIFO, you don't have any time to do anything else. Uh-huh. So that's what started doing it for me. And only now this year, which sucks because of the way the year's gone, is where I started putting it back into practice. And, with, and I, I've never told you, Delby, but... Your posts about how you put the vision board up and you, yeah. you write down all of your goals was a massive inspiration to me mm-hmm. to start going, well, 
I don't like to compare myself to people because I understand that everybody has their own lane, but you and I started comedy at the same time and you've done a fuckload more than I have. Yeah. Well, that's and how I feel about Cam McLaren and, yeah. and Rory Lowe and Matt Stora. Exactly, they, same. They were in the same heat and I'm like, but just like you, I, I had the break, but I got the vision board off him. Right, his, yeah. He wrote his goals down and when I'd come over, I'd see him. I was like, mm. you know what, fuck it. Yeah. He, he said every time it was up, mm. he'd do it. Yeah, and because you visualize it, it, you can see it, you got to take accountability a for it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. yeah. and, that, and that thing is, it's manifestation is not magic. Mm. It's directed focused attention on something. It's that... It's that idea and acknowledging it's funny it's how there you, for yeah. a start. And it's funny yep. how you talk about Tony Robbins. Mm. I listen to a lot of his stuff um, going on, and it's, it's it is very easy to say just listen to motivational videos, but it fucking helped. Oh shit, yeah, but it's he a good has catalyst. That, he has that perfect example, you know, like um, it's it's the the idea of look for something in the room that's red, look for something in the room that's red. Yep. What and you now focus tell me on, what you see more of. And tell me what have you tell me what you see in the room that's black. Yeah. And then black lives matter. Yes. Oh, Why'd you pick say, that yeah, well, but Jeez, there's so many different you're wearing, colors. You're wearing both. But, <laughs> I know. But <laughs> thank God um, I wore white shoes, man. You weren't looking for that color. Yeah. So how can you see it? You'll see bits of it. Yeah. But you won't see everything that there was. Uh, well, like you, it's or you it's fucking red on your board now. And yeah. So, yeah, or you won't take it in. Yes, exactly. So there's always opportunities in every sort of direction. You're just not looking for them yeah well and that's that that's how manifestation it's a focus yeah. direct yeah attention. that that gave me the ability to consciously open my eyes in terms of what my parents were trying to teach me as well mm. my, you know them coming over from south africa basically having nothing mm. i didn't grow up poor yeah. but i didn't grow up extremely well off we grew up okay so i you know in that sense i never grew up with a, a struggle quote unquote um but i i looked back at what my dad did he came over as a quantity surveyor there was not a market for quantity surveying when he came over to WA. Yep. So he went into youth group. He's, he was became a leader of that. He started working with the church he was part of. And now he owns two of his own businesses. Mm. My mum came over as a radiographer. Now she's a psychotherapist. So I'm now just she like, sees straight through your mind. Yeah, well, <laughs> fuck, they, I mean, they, they break me down quite a lot. And I love it because it makes me check myself on a lot of shit. But my dad from a very young age, from when I was six years old is when I started playing basketball. And one of the first... Sorry, I kicked the stick. Oh, I thought there's a um, fucking ghost in the room. <laughs> no, what the fuck? One of the first things I had to come up against is I got cut from... Weirdly enough, I got cut from the first basketball team I wanted to play with. Mm. Just like Michael Jordan. I'm just not him now. <laughs> um, but but I was gutted because the first pair of shoes I ever bought was a pair of Michael Jordan 12s. Wow. The flu games, the black and red ones. Oh, and wow. I was like, And I was like, I got to fucking be like him. Yeah. So his mindset of competitiveness is something that I've basically had my whole life. Mm. Also, because people have been telling me I'm too short to do anything. But my dad said, and this is what I now try and put into perspective now as an adult. He said, no one's ever going to give you anything mm. just because you think you deserve it. You actually have to put in the work to prove to yourself that you are good enough to get it off your own back. Because even when you think you deserve it, when you think you've put in the work and you think you are at that level where it should be something you should have attained by now, still no one's going to give it to you. Mm. Sometimes you actually just got to go and take shit. You got to take the reins and ride the motherfucker till the wheels fall off. Well, that's like maybe how I feel sometimes with comedy. I'm like, why is fucking this person getting spots? I feel like I should have it. No. Yeah. No. I shouldn't have it because I don't. Mm. Yeah, because right. then and then the question poses: Well, what have you done to justify exactly. that spot? That's what I uh, when I look at you, I'm like, well, we've started from the same spot. 
We both made the state final. We've both had solo shows that have sold out. You've done a shitload more solo shows than I've have because I've not put in the work. Yeah. Last year, and uh, and you know, I'm happy to admit this. Last year, when you no, no, actually not th- last year. This year, yeah. When you did your fringe shows, because I decided to take a year off because I was like, what I thought I had wasn't good enough. Yeah. And then I saw you doing your shows. I was like, fuck. I know I could do what Delby's doing, but I pussied out. Yeah. And I didn't actually put in the work to to sign up my show to get a venue. And you fucking offered, offered me a, yeah. a venue. As a and sick, I said it was, it was no. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said no. But then I had the nerve to turn around to myself and go, I should be fucking doing what he's doing. Mm. And I actually had to have the conversation with myself and it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And it was the biggest like shutdown of myself I've ever done because I was like, fuck, I can do what Delby's doing. Why am I not getting the attention? Instead Motherfucker, of- because you're not doing the work. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I actually changed my mindset. And again, I never voiced this to you, but I should have, especially nowadays where I feel like I should just voice whatever I'm feeling for people, whether it's constructive or or positive or whatever. But dude, I applaud you and I appreciate you. And I'm so fucking grateful for the effort that you have put in for your work. Not just from comedy, but for celebrancy. Mm. Last year I joined up and did my celebrant course and I forgot about it because I thought I was doing well with comedy. Yeah. And the, uh, the due date expired. Oh, now I have to do it all over again. Oh, it's a meh. And it's and it's easy. <laughs> it is so it takes maybe six months. Yeah. Six to eight months mm. if I knuckle down and I just fucking do it. Yeah. And I haven't even signed up yet. But I keep seeing Delby posting and going, Man, we should be doing weddings together. We should be fucking destroying the WA yeah. industry of weddings because we're comedians, we do it well, mm. we offer something that nobody else in that industry will offer. And then I sit there going, uh, it was the day I saw you at Joondalup with Brody, you were doing the wedding. Yes, right. and I it was, was it was that day, and you were filming it. Yeah, well, and then Goddard's, I saw hmm? and Goddard's wedding. Goddard, yeah. yeah. And then I saw you post about, it and I was like, "Fuck!" I, like we should be joining forces so and fun. dominating it. And I'm like, and then I'd sit there and go, "But Jace, what the fuck have you done to get there?" Hmm. I think the thing with that, and especially with comedy, bro, is comedy is a great, a really great um, test of will and work ethic. Because hmm. when I first started, I had that same mindset looking at other guys going dude i can do that why aren't yep. i and i wouldn't realize these guys were gigging at the shit gigs they yeah. were getting in front of people they needed to they'd say yes to everything yep to the point where they had no choice but to go fuck cam's killing it mm-hmm. let's get cam to mc let's yep. get cam to door 10 let's get cam to headline he's just or, a in fun personality and, but and yeah. it's not just that it's, it's the, the work. work and it with comedy if you work. don't put in the hard like now i'm lucky because that that time where I decided, right, I'm going to write it down and do it. It was about two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And since then, everything's happened because I had the grind, I had the work. And now I'm like, fuck, bro, I didn't even deserve to be looked at. Like, that was all in my own head. I mm. thought I should be. And no way. Even now, I know in a year or two, I'm going to look at myself thinking, fuck, bro, why did you think that you yeah. were ready yep. for this? You're going to be better off down the track. But mm. comedy's great at that because if you don't do it, you don't get it. Yeah. It's oh, not a team 100%. sport. And it's, no it's, one is going to blow up off of 10 minutes. You can't ride on set. coattails of anyone. No. There's an odd person that'll get really lucky when they just start that someone will pick them up and then put them into That's a position. That's a Kevin Hardest type person though, and there's very few of them. Yeah. And that, that for All me... All right spot, right time. Mm. That's and a, again, that's purely based on luck. That's yeah. not necessarily work ethic. Exactly. But again, if you aren't doing those gigs, you'll never get noticed never by get that person. Chance, yeah. So, but You guys have at least taken at this, at this point in time the step in the right direction to try. Yeah, and I mean, like, I've I've done well for myself. Like, I've been lucky enough that I've done the Melbourne Comedy Festival three years running. 
I've I've been lucky enough that somebody has seen what talent I do have and wanted me to MC and open for their fringe shows. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough that last year I was convinced to do my own show, which did ten times better than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Which has then gotten me to the point where someone like Delby will look at me and go, "Dude, you've done you've done shows where you've sold the tickets." Let me get you in this room because it's a fucking dope room. And then I've gone, I don't think I'm good enough because I actually haven't done the work to think I'm at that level now. You did it at the... Um, I did it at the Hyde, Hyde Park, Park Hotel. Hyde Park Hotel. So I, my expectation for that fringe show was to average 30 tickets per show yep. over eight shows. Mm-hmm. And that to me would have been cool. It wasn't even about the money I got back on that. That would have made me broke even. Yeah. I ended up averaging 78 people per show and we sold out wow. the last two shows at 135 plus. Fuck. So that to me was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like when you put the work in, you will actually get the reward. So this year for me was actually where I started putting the work in and then all this shit happened to put me on the back burner. But at the same time, I've not lost that mindset during in you know um, isolation. I put in the work. Yeah. I, I made the notes of what I needed to make note of. I had gigs booked where I've actually started now getting booked for mindsight gigs. Mm. Um, and it's to the point where if those go well, I actually will have the ability to, to tag people on and bring them with me. And, I think that it sort of comes full circle to what you were talking about, you know, using your motivational uh, YouTube videos. Mm. I certainly used one and I was 30 as well, yep. I, reflecting on my life. And I think a lot of people know that this is the speech that got me going. It was Jim Carrey. And I, I, oh, dude, the manifestation stuff, yeah. Well, the manifestation stuff, that got me sort of looking into more stuff with Jim Carrey. But there's a speech that he does for a... Uh, graduation ceremony. Where he's got the gold rope. Yeah, and the gold, I and know, I've got that saved It's a very funny phone. speech. It's a very good speech, but the motivating part and the most, it just, it snapped, it changed my life, completely changed my life into a point in which I actually set a goal that I will one day interview Jim Carrey, yeah. meet Jim Carrey. And he says in, in this speech that his dad could have been a comedian. Yep. He didn't go down that path. Yep. He instead became a, a banker because it was a safe job, what he yeah, considered a, security. a comfortable job. That's a great un, un, uh, pun, <laughs> yeah. safe, safe job yeah. at yeah, a bank. Yeah. He then lost that job um, and then his family struggled. And he was still miserable. Still miserable. And mm. so he said he learned many things from his father. Uh, the most, The biggest thing he learned was that you can fail at what you don't love. So you might as well, well have a do crack what you do love. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going with that. I love that comment, and that was, that's kind of I guess what what this year for me. I, I I'm not a massive person on uh, New Year New Me type shit like New Year's resolutions. I will make a resolution when it hits me. Mm. Doesn't need to wait for the first of January. But uh, again, kind of a writing off what you had set out for yourself. It's on my phone. I don't I don't have a vision board or anything, but it's in my phone as a checklist. Mm. Um, Checklist, and, same thing. It helps. Yeah, and and for me, it was earned ten thousand dollars this year from stand up. Mm-hmm. April, if nothing had gone wrong in terms of you know COVID or whatever, that mm. would have knocked off eighty five percent of that for me. Yeah, wow. Um, another thing for me was do a gig at the Regal, self funded, mm. but also self advertised, but make it work. Mm. Like break a certain level on that. That's a thousand seat theater. But that's, that's my ultimate goal. Yeah, but so the idea that I had behind that wasn't to just do it by myself because I understand also in comedy, when you've got people who are successful and who want to grind and get as much success out of it as you do, you can do a lot fucking more than going, nah, I just got to do this on my own because it's me and the microphone. That's where you and Joe White can make a good little team. He's got that. Yeah, but to, funnily enough, the idea that I had for Regal actually involved you. 
Oh. I just wasn't mentioning it to anybody because it never came to fruition because everything got put in the back burner. So, what I is now, that? Who wants to date Delbs? <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's funny you five it's tickets. It's funny three you people <laughs> come. It's me. It's me, my mum, and my dad. <laughs> it's funny you say Joe White because Joe White was the one who introduced me to you. I filmed a Joe White set. Oh yeah, yeah, from were, his from his show, yeah, from his friend show. That's yeah, where we met, and that's how. Like it's it's it, we maintained a sort of reasonably again. You would have also been the one that I would have asked to do the the filming for the Regal Perfect. when it, when it happens, and I still will. To be well, honest, that's still on my on my checklist. Whenever you want, mate. I've got um, big cameras now. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that. It's as soon as I sort of followed you and Joe as mm. well. He had the same sort of mindset. Like yep. he's he's just fucking hustling hard. Dude, he just he wants definitely it. one of the hardest. He'll workers do whatever I've ever he met. can to get there. And he's that type of guy who he will succeed because he's fucking Much working. Like he, I think Andrew Santino, was it? The one that's Ah uh, the the was it Andrew dude, Santino, yeah. he was the one that just made it all happen himself. Mm. And that's yeah, what you gotta do. do. Yep. To Joe Joe to me is is the epitome of um oh what's the, what's the saying? Ray Lewis always says it but um, hard work will always beat talent when talent doesn't work hard. Mm. So by no stretch is Joe considered the funniest person in WA or the funniest person in Melbourne. Mm. But in terms of where he has gotten himself to, the fact that he's opened up for people who are on a worldwide scale yeah, comedians. It's all self-driven. No one else is working as hard to get to where he's gotten as he is. And he definitely showed me that, especially for my own friend show. And it's obviously carried on to this year. But one thing that I just having to keep reminding myself when I fall into that that self-defeating mindset of, well, how come I'm not doing what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Well, then I have to stop myself and I'm like, well, have you done the work to get not there? Not working as hard. And if I, can, if I can't answer that with a yes, then cool. All right, fucking pull your socks up and actually start doing something. Get your finger out of your ass and go to gigs. It's funny about the mindset thing because um, I got to a point where, look, I'm no one in the scheme of things of comedy. Mm. There's, there's bigger, better and whatever. And I was getting offered gigs and it got to the point where I was like, look, I think I'm valuable. I, if I was a business product, I mm. have to value my product. Yeah. So if I was headlining and I was getting 50 bucks for 15 or 20 minutes, I got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to do that, man. Because yeah, it's not worth it. I'm giving away my best 20 for fucking 50 bucks, mm. right? So I went through a bit of a phase and then I checked myself and I actually asked Janelle Koenig because I respect her a lot and she's, mm. you know, she's been through it all. And I said, look, am I being unreasonable? Um saying I'm not going to do this gig because I don't think that I'm getting paid enough Yeah. or am I being a dick because I haven't achieved anything and, you know. It's good you had the balls well, to, to yeah. even ask. Or just the consciousness yeah, to the think consci- about it. Yeah. yeah, and then so she said, look, in the reality, Delves, is you're a no one. You have no social media presence. You don't have a TV presence. You're not on the radio. Yeah. You should not have the audacity to tell somebody Actually, I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm too good it, for it that. It came to me where I was like, there was this gig and there was fucking like 500 people and I got paid like very, very small amount and I fucking blew the roof off and I figured out everyone here is paying 25 bucks. That's mm. fucking nearly Yeah, you work grand. out the math. And I was like, dude, that's... And I felt almost jaded. But then I... Then Janelle made a great point where she said, if you went to that gig and there was 10 people, you would have still got paid the same. Yeah. And that's up to the organizer for taking the risk. Yeah. Without them, and I, and that was like, fuck, you know what? Like, that's a great point, mm. you know? So from then, I stopped that attitude. I still have like a fair value where I, I go, is it worth my time? Yeah. Do I take this gig for a hundred bucks or do I do a gig at the lounge for what may be the same or less or whatever? Yeah. And I weigh it up. But then after I changed that mindset, I went and did a gig 
a shit like it was a small gig it was fun it wasn't well paid but from that gig <laughs> some people saw me in the crowd yeah and they saw my goal on my vision board to do radio so i went down and did a radio gig just from that little shitty one and then from that same gig somebody saw me that uh, worked at a school and i ended up booking i think 40 people for a solo gig and made you know 800 bucks for yeah. an hour's work yeah so then i'm like okay check yourself if you got nothing else on go do it yeah but um, don't i get do that. 20 minutes of your best stuff if fringe is coming up <laughs> yeah. whatever but i mean fringe is like it's not that's, the pinnacle that's in its, own it's level, great because it's great for for me money wise it's fantastic yeah. it's great to do it and it's awesome to get all the time and all the spots but like the worst thing about Fringe, but also the best thing is anyone can do it. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't have, to, have, have to have a presence to do a show. Anything you can do a show. You just well, I mean, just, that, yeah. that's that was me. Yeah. Like I, no one expected me to do a gig, but I was convinced by Joe and his sister Elsa, and they were like, "No, we think you've got the ability to do it." Like Joe actually said to me, "He's like, you're not an opener anymore, and you're well, not you're not a ten to fifteen minute opener for somebody else's show. You have the ability to do your own." I was like, "And from that, all, right, all the links are there time. from Fringe as well, aren't mm. they? It's yeah. all there." For you, so yep. Obviously, the more effort you put into promotion, Mate, I did an hour in my first fucking after like ten gigs. I did none right, of that. Really, thinking you know, and like, look, I've still got some bits in that I use, but when I look <clears> back on it, I was like, I wouldn't use fuck half of that yeah. shit. Yeah, for maybe forty minutes of it. However, from doing that, it gave me ten hours on stage yeah. in front of a crowd mm. to do my to shit, to work on shit, to yeah. work it. So it's it's a real good blessing, mm. and people will go, oh fuck, Delves is shit. He shouldn't be doing an hour. Who is he? Fuck it, man. Yeah. You can hustle and you can do it. But yeah. also at the same time, I don't want to look at Fringe as my pinnacle. Nah. Well, if you do, you, where I else are you going to go I from I want there? my pinnacle to be yeah, sell out of theatre. Theatres, yeah. yeah stadiums. Yeah. Like, so. well, it's interesting that you say that. Like, I, I'm a firm believer in the people who dream realistically, mm. quote unquote realistically, mm -hmm. don't break records. Yeah. Kevin Hart never dreamed realistically. But he sold sixty five and a half thousand tickets in a Philadelphia football stadium yeah. for insane, jokes. Mm. That's so, so, cool. so to say to somebody, mm, maybe you should aim for something more realistic in a career choice that isn't a realistic career choice for people when they grow up. There's very few people that go, you know what? I actually want to make a living telling jokes. It's it's something that I have genuinely on my vision board. I didn't do so much the checklist, but I just put pictures of what I envisioned. Mm. I've got Perth Stadium. Yeah. That's a sixty thousand seat to play stadium. basketball there, right? No, <laughs> no, to just to just go there, yeah. <laughs> just to buy a ticket on just the weekend, just to visit. <laughs> yeah. Retail to see is what, tough. Yeah. To see what it looks like just inside. Ticket booth. Uh, yeah. That'll be twenty five dollars. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the game. To see what it looks like inside. Yeah. <laughs> but Mate. that's like my dad looked at it, and this is where I find that their their growing up versus my growing up allows you to to look bigger is my dad looked at it and as much as my parents have come to so many of my gigs and they support me because they love that I'm doing something that I'm passionate about, my dad looked at it and he goes, is that really something that you think you could achieve? Is mm. that realistic? Mm. And I just said to him, I said, fuck no, it's not. Yeah. But that's why I want to go for it. Mm. Because who else has ever done that in WA? Who else, like, who else as a WA comedian mm. has ever sold out RAC Arena? But that's yeah. on my list as well. That's it's what I want to do. funny you say that because my dad was like, what is this comedy shit? Well, he didn't see a gig for five years. And then when I right. told him I bought my car from telling jokes, yeah. all of a sudden he was like, oh, well, oh you're actually doing maybe good. Maybe I'll it. come and see this son. It's paying the, paying the bills, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and at first he's like, give this shit away. What is it? Who gives this shit? A hundred bucks. Yeah. And I, I kept telling him, I'm like, dad, it'll be more. Yeah. It'll be more. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. And then now, then he's come to my gigs. And when he saw it, mm. first time he's ever actually said to me, 
like that. He was proud, but not in that way. Yeah. He came and watched Comedians vs. Rappers. Right. I wiped the floor yep. and with the comedy yeah. squad. And afterwards, I go, Dad, what do you think? He goes, Dad, Daniel son, let me just tell you one thing. You killed it. <laughs> <laughs> and, mate, that was and it. That's my dad awesome. couldn't be any prouder of me and what I've done so far yeah. as yeah. well. But he was in the same. He's like, don't make that, sure yeah. you, you've got that back. You've got a fallback. Make, as- sure you, you make sure you keep that. My, you got that trade, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, my dad right? never even my yeah. dad never even told me to get a fallback. He's like, if you think you can do it, mm. and you are actually proving to yourself that you can, you the only thing you have to do is be willing to commit to it a hundred percent. And up until this year, I hadn't committed to a hundred percent. But he came to four out of my eight fringe shows. Yeah. Told the same fucking jokes, but he came and he brought my mum, he brought extra members of my family, he brought friends of the family and all that sort of stuff because he was bragging to his friends about, look what my fucking son's doing. Yeah. And that hit so hard for me that I was like, fuck, if he is proud of this, yep. imagine what else I can actually do for myself to make me proud of me. Like it actually, I don't do it to make my parents proud. I don't do it to silence the haters or whatever. I've never actually had anybody go, Jace, you probably shouldn't do comedy. Mm. Which I'm really blessed to have because I know a lot of people get told they shouldn't do it. For a reason, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) you shouldn't. I'm I'm looking forward to looking back on this podcast in five, ten years. Oh fuck yeah! And then and like I thought, I also thought as well. I've always had that thought. Like I'm 35 this year, right? So I'm like, fuck! I started doing now, man. I started really late, but. Fuck Ricky Gervais Doesn't started matter. when he, Ricky Gervais started when he was forty. Forty yeah. was the office, and wasn't he it? has yeah. sold out. He's the host of the fucking Golden Globes. He's made TV season, blah, exactly. Blah. And I'm no Ricky Gervais, but it means it's possible. Yeah. yeah. So if Someone's I'm willing, yeah, if I'm willing to knuckle the fuck down and and stop thinking I deserve things because I think my talent justifies it, then I'm actually going to get far. Whereas if I stay in the mindset of, well, maybe I'm just going to do the big gigs. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like the people who do the best do the shit gigs. You You've just don't see it because they shit. don't put it on social media. Yep. So I, I was speaking to Rory after the UFC competition um, and I was just like, fuck man, like to be in that final, to be spoken about in the same sentence as Delby, Rory Lowe, Andrew Wolf, and uh, John Pinder. Pinder. I'm like, that That to me is the, uh, the that's the, to me the epitome of WA comedy. Those are the big guns. Those are the people that if you are on the same card as them on that night, mm. even if you're the opener, even if you're the five-minute spot as opposed to the headliner, you in are it. in a level of comedy that pre- people respect your level of comedy. Mm. They're not just going, oh, we're putting your name down because you're filling a spot. It's like, no, no, no. We need a level of comedian, so we're putting you on the bill. Mm. Um, and, I feel and like that about Cam as well. He's one of the W. Yeah, well, out. he just didn't do the competition. Yeah. You silly um, goose. Yeah, yeah, silly so, sausages. Yeah, so for me, that, that was like – and that night I was talking to Wolfie. I was like, bro, like you, me, and Rory – and Delby were like, for me to think I'm in that same conversation talent-wise, I believe I'm there. Mm. But I know I'm not, I've am not. i not put in the work to be in the same conversation. So if you're looking at a gig and you're like, who am I going to hire? Yes, because like it's, I it's said you to guys. Branchy before, yeah. I said, he goes, what's Jason like as a comic? Or we're talking about as a comic. I said, oh, uh, shit, you, don't, <laughs> you, don't, um, you don't have a presence yet because you're, you're not at enough gigs. No, That's all I don't. It is. And, so. and as much as I hate to hear that, I yeah. have to admit it because I haven't. Yeah. So you're that's what, what I you're what I was thinking a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be like, why? And they're like, because yeah, you're not Ka- there. Cam McLaren actually goes, Wh- which gigs? Are you, who are you getting in front of? Yeah. I was like, oh, watery footy glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's like, wrong with no, that? No, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that I that I had to take a long hard look at myself. And again, listening to all of those things, like especially Eric Thomas. The hip hop preacher, he's one of the big ones for me. He's great. Where he's just like, I don't fucking know you a thing. Yeah. 
I took 12 years to get a four-year degree, but no one on there, nowhere on that certificate does it say how long it took me. I kept having to grind and grind and grind. Nobody was going to give me a handout for fuck all. Mm. Well, you know what the worst thing is, or the best thing? This conversation is on record now, so... It's in a year's time, if yeah. You if I come spot, back in one year or two years or three, years, and you're like, Jace, what are you doing? I was like, Well, I did Comedy Lounge three months ago. Speaking like, of record, how am I not fucking headlining? Well, speaking, speaking of record, records, record, yeah. so two records. One, we've broken the record by a fucking long way, our longest podcast. Yeah. All right. So, how long have we done? Uh, about My two and a half hours. It's yeah, so Saturday we, morning, nine thirty a.m. We are actually going for the Guinness Book of World Records. Take it. We're gonna try. Take um, it. I don't know how long we're gonna go for. So apparently, the actual official Guinness Book of Records. Don't say it on air. Okay. We the won't. unofficial one is 36 hours. Unofficial. Hey, I've Non-stop. got shit to do tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I'll come back. Now. We're not doing it now. I'm mate. happy to come back and we'll, be on it. Gonna, if we want to go for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to have a rotating. 100% I'm in so, for that. Uh, Pinder, Wolfies are in. Cam, yeah. I'm sure we'll ah, be come in. in. Get Umar yeah. in. Um, yeah. All the boys, mate, everybody. Oh, Even the girls get Simone. Yeah, we should get some females. Yeah. Yeah, so I reckon that's going to be good fun. I don't know how that's going to go. Next week we've got the Green Reapers or at least Brian Shields coming on. Yeah, um, so that's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, well, what's going on? You got anything to plug coming up? Um, um, look, I mean, comedy comedy lounge only opens on Saturday. So yeah. in terms of like what I've got booked, there's nothing. <laughs> nothing I'm just yeah. going to work on getting stuff booked. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do have some decent mindset gigs coming up once every, you know, once the numbers I guess reach where they're allowed to have people in the, the same area. Um, and at, I've, at Jason Wood Comedy? Uh, if if it's on Instagram, comedian? it's Jason Wood Comedian. Comedian, yeah. Um, if it's on, or actually on Facebook, my f- comedian page is Jason Wood Comedian. Cool. Otherwise, Facebook is just Jason Wood. On Twitter, I think it's the same now. Yeah. I think I've updated it to do that. And, so and you'll be able to put your... You'll Snapchat people. if you want nudes, Tiger. I know I want nudes. I know I want nudes, so feel Sick. free to send. You can get my Snapchats at Genghis Khan Smashing Puss. I've actually I've got a, I've hooked up, uh, well, not hooked up, I got gig at the lounge next week, Friday, Saturday. Sick. Yeah, so second. Like home. tomorrow, Saturday, no, or the week same, after? The second, the right. 13th. Uh, oh, once it's open on the 12th. Um, let's have a look. I think well, that's when it opens. To it the is public. open this Saturday. It's open. It that's not for comedy. Though. Week, are, uh, yeah. week that's after. That's for so comedians. Opens on the 19th. Is it? I'm on yeah. the 26th and 27th. What do you mean? That's like it's inter- not not so much as for comedians. It's it's not a show. It's, oh. Um, oh. What's the word? Um, industry night. So yeah. Really? Come along yeah. If you want. yeah. I can come. On? Yeah. 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 Well, you yeah, industry. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, they sponsor the podcast. So. Yeah. yeah. If they if they if they say no, but why? Because I'm black. He's with me. Getting everywhere at the moment. Perfect. Um, yeah, mate. So yeah, that, that side note, side note. Kudos to both of you that the fact that Comedy Land just sponsored this. That's yeah, fucking dope, dope man. Because yes. every man and his dog wants to put a podcast up these days. Yeah. yeah. So mate, you guys are doing well. Actually, even my sister, yeah, who has nothing to do with comedy outside just watching me and enjoying it. Yeah. She's like, oh fucking, I've been watching, I've been listening to this for weeks. Yeah. Well, I, can't, well, I love the f- your guy podcast. Hey, and shout, I'm out like, shout out to my sister Amy Wood. She loves you guys. She yeah, talks yeah. about it all the time. She's like, I am so excited that you're on it. So she's been telling all of her friends about it. Well, well, mate, yeah. this has been a it's fucking dope. awesome conversation. Yeah. So this has actually been one of my favorite podcasts. Like it's been deep. We've had a bit of fun. We've talked yeah. fucking this is motivation. My, this is my so first podcast. Jason told me you hated me 88 times. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'll say it again. I'll tweet it. I'll um, tag you. I'll tweet it. But yeah, Black love. Lives Matter. Uh, we'll get some video all content lives matter. out about All Lives Matter. Yep. Um, and the next song we do with Jace, we've got some awesome catfish. Oh, yeah, so we'll catfish. You guys are going to make me cry. I thought today would get me emotional, but it actually did. No, we've been did pretty well. lighthearted. But that catfish, oh, it'll break me, it's man. It's one of the best stories you'll oh, ever hear. So. I, told, I, told, uh, I told John about it today when he came over and oh, hung out with me. because obviously. 
he reached out and he was like he was I don't know if he blinked or not and yeah. he was like dude you need to do an entire show on that yes that's what I you told need, you you need to yeah yes. well, this well, is we after will, you and uh, I was like I told him I was like Delby told me this thing he's like I don't want you <laughs> to put all of it on a podcast because I want you to save some of it for a show well, <laughs> so, maybe but that's how interesting he thought the story was yeah. maybe get the story together first before uh, uh, the, the show together first and maybe we can do it nah man like I'm, I'm happy to talk about it next time well, it'd be funny if we hear the original yeah. And then you watch the show because he'll think of stuff. I'll obviously have to add things yeah. in to make it comedic, but yeah. the show itself, I actually squashed it down into my subconscious and never thought about it <laughs> until me and Delby had the radio interview. Was it last week? Two weeks. Or two weeks two ago? Three, yeah. I had actually forgotten it happened to me because it was that fucking destroying to me. Oh my God. And then Yvonne goes, What's the most embarrassing thing that happened to you? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> well, there we go. And yeah. then, and even the version you guys got is not the whole version of oh, that great. story. There's well, so we'll much more here. that happened. Well, mate, you can be as ruthless as that you want. That could be, it's not even ruthless, man. It's embarrassing to me that I went through it. <laughs> I've got catfished twice as well, but not to that extent. And so mm. did another friend of mine, which we'll, we'll yeah, relay. Me, well. And I got another mate who got catfished as well, which I didn't think it was a thing. And mm. then I saw the movie but, after yeah. I got done. And the TV show. And, that's like, term, yeah. and, and just, I was like, oh, it turns out that's actually a thing that happens to people. Yeah. Thanks to media. Yeah, thanks. Guys, you guys MSN are going to freak out because after, after, after this conversation, I'll catfish you. I'm actually a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> you blackfished Pulled us. Pull my hood off. White power. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Oh, dude, my pleasure. absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank um, you for having me. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, sure. we'll do. Peace. Peace. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Thank And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. Fake news, the enemy of the people. That I call the fake news, the enemy of the people. The fake news.